following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Have no fear, the legend thriller is here. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that saves chill, and the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. Yeah! And our third man on the broadcast team. He is the analysis of the L-O-C. He is a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar. R-double. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Ryan? It's been years. It's been too, too long. Too freaking long. Yeah. I've seen your beautiful faces. There you on go. The there you go. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dude. Um, and you just keep that on the entire show, Leo. And every time we cut to you for a question or whatever, yeah. just. Say what you need to say in that voice. I am going to take today to speak like this to all the people who don't believe in AEW, Impact Wrestling, or Ring of Honor. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Actually, right. It goes with it. <laughs> Dude. That is so sacrilegious. I'm sorry. Dude, that, um, <laughs> that's amazing. That that's is. great stuff. But um, It's production. Well, you know, Leo, production. what's up, bro? Um, how are you, man? It's been... Tired. It, <laughs> it's been a while since you've been on the show. It's been um, a while. It hasn't been the ghost of Leo anymore. It's been no. the non-existing one. But, the uh, ghost of Leo. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you want to <laughs> uh, give the people, the, the friends of the show, the Peckerheads, no, an oh, update? So we change the name now? No, no, no. We uh, have the people. Peckers. We have the... No, we're not doing that. Okay, we have sorry. the people, we have the friends of the show, and then we have the Peckerheads. The Fats. Do you want to tell the people uh, an update on the yeah. on the studio? Yeah, so what we've been doing is over the past eight weeks already? Damn, eight weeks. Uh, we've been building the studio where now we can actually have people come in and enjoy the show with us. They can actually come and watch pay-per-views when, we, when uh, well, are they even called pay-per-views anymore? It was back in my day. You actually had to pay for a view. That's why they call pay-per-views. The WWE ones are like free previews. Free previews, yes. Anyway, but you guys can actually uh, be on the lookout for that. We're in the northern New Jersey area, uh, and it's been a lot of work, but we're almost there. We're about, I'd say, 85% there, ready to go. So just being ready, bro, working. But I'm glad to see that you guys kept recording, um, and I'm glad to see that the people actually enjoyed those uh non-video ones yeah man uh just the podcast versions you know because it was a, a nice little break from the packer heads you know the because uh 
<laughs> the pecs. Yeah, you know, because they're kind of annoying on Facebook at times. Not everyone, not everyone. But uh, Ryan, you know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. Ryan, how are you, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Life's busy, but, you know, in a good way, I guess. Uh, you know, a lot going on. But I'm here and, uh, you know, ready to rock and roll. What about you? Hanging in there. Um, that's the best way to describe it, just hanging in there. Um, but, you know, it's a nice little break from reality. I'm about to do this, yep. uh, you know, this brand new episode of Lucha Outsider Show. And before we get started, two things, all right? Dale. Two things. One, let me do my shit. Give me a minute. Ah. Hashtag, it is Red Bull time. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, on, on a non-wrestling note, so shout-outs to Mr. Dream, Dream Match Wrestling, right? What up, Dream? So if you follow him, he posted two clips on his stories of his kid busting his ass, okay? <laughs> All right? So Spoken like a true parent. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he, posted, he posted two videos on there. So he gave me... He he authorized me uh-huh. to to give him a congratulations. So, so that's te, te dio lo que. So for nice. little dream, little dream. Okay, <laughs> I like that little dream. <laughs> Here's Rump from the Lucha Outsider show. Congratulations, you played yourself. I'm not picking on the kid, no. Mr. Dream, Andy. All right, yeah. Our boy Andy from uh, from Dream Match Wrestling. Don't be he, using his government name. Sorry. Well, he said it on the podcast <laughs> at this I point, know. so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, Sauce Killer, don't get at me. Get on your husband, yeah, all right? Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. not me. Yeah, yeah. He, he told me I could do it, okay? But, okay, let's get into it, guys. Let's go. Um, A lot has happened in the last two, three weeks. Like, there's so much shit that we got to talk about. I got to talk to Dream Match. This is DreamMatches.com, where you can set up. Uh, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're hot, the site is created for beautiful men and women. Okay, Dream, we got to talk, bro. There, there's so much Dale. shit that we got to get into. But let's let's talk about something that just happened recently. And that was, like, last night with Slammiversary. I think, overall, it was a really, really good pay-per-view. We got the return of fans mm-hmm. in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And this, um, I forget what the studios are called in, in um, where they were, uh, did the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. The pay per view is great though. Um, we got some surprises there, but let's start um, on the ending of the show because Kenny Omega, the belt collector, the best bout machine, the I don't know how many world titles at this point he held. I think it's three of them: uh, uh, AEW, Impact, and then um, AAA. He retained, which I was kind of shocked that he retained the Impact World Title against Sammy Callahan in a no DQ match, which got uh, changed this week to a no DQ. I thought the match was great. I thought mm-hmm. it was a really really good match. Um, but I was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked to see uh, Kenny Omega win because in previous episodes, Ryan, we talked about like, listen, um, I think this relationship is going to be done and over with after Slammiversary, which was in a way it's kind of highway robbery because it's like, fuck, now that we have the return of fans, yeah. now this relationship is going to be over with. But we were proven wrong, which we're not complaining. I'm not complaining about it because now we have the return of fans. And it seems like this relationship is going to continue happening because... Prior to this main event, we got a little promo package for Bound for Glory um, that's going to be happening in Vegas. And you saw the AEW logo, you saw the New Japan logo, and you saw the AAA logo. So it's kind of has like an all-in-esque type feel because you have all these different promotions. And on top of that, after Kenny Omega retains the title, you hear the Bullet Club, like a little intro, the lights go out, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And Jay White comes out, and he just faces off, and then the feed just disappears, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yes, um, sir. So, dude, let me get your thoughts on all this. You could start wherever you want to start with, Ryan. Oh, boy. Jeez, where do I start? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, set him up. Set him up. <laughs> holy ahead. shit, right? I mean, Jay White, 
Yeah. With impact out of all places. Well, listen, I'm who not. Had, I'm not complaining, bro. I'm not complaining. Who had that written down on their 2021, you know, uh, list of things that were going to happen? Right. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable and just an incredibly shocking moment. And what a cool moment, you know. And this is why we love wrestling because legit anything can happen at any point. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Omega versus Jay White, man, that is a that is a freaking money match right yes. now. I mean. Yeah. Just based on everything that those two guys are doing individually. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like I said, I don't think anybody expected this. And the questions now from everybody is like when this match is going to take place, you know, what's going to happen, what's the end game, what's the goal. Is gonna, that's obviously going to happen in Impact. But, like, when is going to happen at Bound for Glory? You know, I know that the G1 tournament's in, uh, in the fall as well. So do they conflict with the date of the pay-per-view? I don't know. But, um this forbidden door has just been broken off the freaking hinges at this point. Yeah, like, there, there is no door. There's like, no the door, door anymore. There's no door whatsoever. Through the door. Yeah. There's no. That's it. It's 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 non-existent right now. Uh, it's just pretty crazy. Like all these companies are like the Avengers, right? Assembling, mm-hmm. and then they're going up against the villain who is the WWE. And it's pretty. WWE Thanos soaking up all these talents, yeah. all mm-hmm. these independent talents. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's. Like I said, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's so much fun, though, yeah. to watch. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, you just never know who's gonna who's gonna pop up. Uh, you know, next. So yeah, definitely exciting times. Man. You know, it's just like, like I said, twenty twenty one has been a crazy year so far for wrestling outside of the WWE. Seeing Jay White just kind of face off with Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, like I'm like, dude, this this might be like the beginning of something that we should have gotten back in 2018 and that's that bullet club civil war like we yeah, might we yeah. might finally like get that actual civil war yeah like, we, it's not just in one place you have them go all over right because jay white the... jay white kind of just faced off with kenny omega and the good brothers like there was no uh action until the feet cut off and then i think uh it was reported uh by um sean ross Sapp that was actually at the show last night he reported that um I think it was uh, Juice Robinson and um, David Finley mm-hmm. that popped up, and they ended up uh, attacking uh, uh, Jay White because you yeah. know they're going to have a match at Resurgence, which is the New Japan show mm-hmm. happening in L.A. So they and left you with the cliffhanger. Yeah. If you don't know if well, they, who's going to, they left you sweet. in a cli- they left you in a cliffhanger, but the feet cut off. So you know for that yeah. impact, gets a no, no, no. You played yourself. That, that's storytelling, bro. No, because they caught off when somebody was appearing to attack, and you couldn't tell who it was. So you don't know if somebody was going to attack Kenny Omega or somebody was going to attack. We didn't know what happened. Okay, and but, for a quick second, it kind of looked like Orange Cassidy. It yeah, didn't yeah. look like uh, David Finley. Okay, but but you know you know what's good about <laughs> most of this stuff, and then I bring it back to when I watched the CM Punk pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. Right, it went off the air. So now it keeps it keeps you thinking. And like, everybody's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Is it not true? Right. What is the first thing I do? I never went on Twitter. I went on Twitter that day. Right. And I put punk and then, you know. But so with this, at least you get people talking about it. Was it Orange Cassidy? Did it look like Orange Cassidy? Is he going to join them? Is he not going to join them? So now. People in attendance were tuning out. No, that was not Orange Cassidy. Because I guess Orange Cassidy started yeah. trending for a quick second. Like, <laughs> why is Orange Cassidy, like, showing up in Impact? Well, then again. You know, it kind of wouldn't it have could. surprised me because Thunder right, Rosa yeah. fucking challenged Deanna Perrazzo. That 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 right. gear she had was banging though. That was good. Um, Dali. so if I had to guess, I think we're gonna get this match at Bound for Glory. If I had to guess, I mean, but then yeah. again, you 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 have the whole G one uh, aspect of things. Like, how is that gonna? You know, who who knows? We we don't know, yeah. and we don't even know. Maybe New Japan announces like a G one date around that time that could happen in the states. 
Oh, okay. Good point. Because I remember a couple years ago, I want to say it was 2018 also, uh, when, or maybe it was 2019. No, it was 2018. I forget. One of the years that there was a G1 Dallas show. You oh, remember that? Oh, the Dallas that? one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Which uh, that's when Lance Archer like broke Beat. out, and that's when he had that phenomenal match with Osprey. That was a Dallas well, show. Well, I, we, I was talking with, uh, you know, the Royal uh, Ramble Royale crew. Yeah. You know, my boy Brian and Joe and everybody yeah. last night, and apparently the finals, I didn't, I didn't look it up myself, but, you know, tr trust the good brothers over here. Mm -hmm. I see Brian in the chat. Uh the finals of the G1 is that weekend. Oh, no. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> but what did Jay White's eliminated? But that just spoils the whole thing. No, story. I mean, I mean, the, the thing is, though, it's like even if he's eliminated, you know how it goes. Like, usually the guys are all there for that weekend. Like, I, if, if it's going to be, you know, the Budokan shows, like it always is, like, it's usually like three days. You got the A block final, you got the B block final, and then you got the, you know, the finals between, you know, but both guys you, but usually the losers or the people who have participated in the g1 throughout the whole tournament are in like tag matches and stuff like that yeah but I you guess know but it's but, not the worst thing if they let jay white leave right well, i mean man that dude is gonna go have to go through some pretty crazy travel just to get to Las. i mean i guess las vegas out of all places is closer than coming like the east coast from japan but you got still. you got brian saying that scream like a little kid when jay white showed up i didn't see that coming at all and jose gonzalez what up broski happy money money in the bank day i don't think anybody's talking about money in the bank right now i do love <laughs> wwe i don't even know who's part of that well, i no, did no, see jay no, white i don't want to i don't want to bash <laughs> on wwe all right because We'll, we'll talk about WWE later, all right? Uh, but the execution wasn't good, but it was meant to be a cliffhanger, so tune in to Impact on Thursday. So, Leo, Leo, shit. I love, I love uh, it. But shout-outs to Jose, the whole Regan's wrestling. Okay. I'm like the old man. Get off my lawn. Regardless, <laughs> reg regardless how they play this off, I think we're all excited for it. I think we're all happy for it. The fact that Jay White just shows up in Impact. You know, I think everybody wanted him to show up at AEW, but the fact they showing on Impact, I'm not complaining for it. Uh, but you know what? I kind of feel for Sammy Callahan at the same time because I feel for him because yo, he's waved this Impact flag since 2017, I think, mm -hmm. before even Don Callis and Scott Demore like took over like completely Impact Wrestling, and his first run with the Impact title was not that long because they. Gave the belt on Tessa, and we already knew how that ended up happening. So if there was any moment to kind of take away the title from Kenny, it would have been this to a guy like Sammy Callahan, because I think he's, he deserves it. But at the same time, the other part of me is like, I'm happy that Kenny Omega is still the belt collector. I'm happy that this relationship is continuing. And I want it to keep continuing. I think this all-in type of... Um, relationship mm -hmm. if, if i think is the best way to put it with all these companies either being cool with each other or having a working relationship i think this is what's best for business or speaking to each other because even <laughs> right because even you know kind of just like taking away like the whole main event scene with uh jay jay white and then you know sammy and kenny let's let's remove that from the picture like we saw what happened last week with chelsea green with ring of honor her showing up at ring of honor uh, best in the world and her being announced for this tournament right Fast forward a week later, she shows it up Impact, right? So it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then we have Thunder Rosa challenge Deanna Peraza for the women's title. She's a contracted NWA talent, but she appears on AEW frequently. And then you have Mickey James show up afterwards that's working with NWA doing this women's uh, pay-per-view. And she invites the Impact women's champ 
Deanna Perazzo to be part of this uh, women's pay-per-view. So it's like mm. all of these promotions, you know, either have lines of communi- uh, communication open or they're actually working together, which I, I think it's amazing. No, it's, it is. It, it's, it's amazing. The only problem I have, and I don't want to be like this, this negative Nancy or this Debbie Downer or anything like that. We can all agree that Impact has really been the ones at the forefront of this forbidden door, right? Yeah, they, yeah They've yeah. gotten the most out of it when it comes to the town Absolutely. And stuff like that. Absolutely. Which is great. Don't get me... Great. <laughs> What's the end game for them? I, uh, the end game for Impact or the end game for the other companies? No, Impact specifically. I think they're just trying to grow their audience more because Access TV is... as It's not an easy channel to get. I used to have, no, and I and I've just dis- and I've discussed this before. I used to have Access TV mm-hmm. when I had FiOS. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm with uh, Xfinity. I don't have Access TV, so I'm watching Impact on, on a weekly basis. And I used to watch it on Twitch when I watch it live. Now when I watch it like after the show has aired, I watch it on the Impact app where people. Yeah. Remember, so you don't even watch it on Access. No, people don't even know. But you know what? I don't mind watching it on the Impact app because when you watch it on there, the commercials off, so you're just watching like an hour and a half of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, hey, you know, you support the product in any way possible, but not a lot of people are going to go out of their way to do that. You know, you know, like if they don't have access, nobody's unless like it's something they really want to see. Nobody's going out of their way. And I don't want to speak for everybody, but I, I think it's safe to say not everybody's going to go out of their way to search for the impact app to go no. watch the show. Right, I mean, right. It, it, you know, people don't want to do that for Ring of Honor either. You, either you have it or you don't. How, how dare you disrespect the 3 a.m. <laughs> Nebraska feed? How dare you? How oh, dare we you? Gotta, we always got to pour in the Ring of Honor stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'll, we'll actually give them some praise. Today. But we're well, actually um, we're actually gonna give Ring of Honor some praise later. Yeah, but um, exactly. I just uh, the, Optimum doesn't have access TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking. Go. Sorry. The thing is, it's like yeah, I understand Impact wants to grow their audience as they should. Yeah, uh, they want to get some eyes on the product as they should. They want to sell some pay per views as they should. Uh, you know sell some tickets as they should. But I just feel like people are tuning in specifically for guys like Kenny Omega, for guys like now, like Jay White now. Um, and then just say once this partnership is over, just say a year from now, and I'm just throwing this out there. A year from now, this, is, this partnership is over. It's dead in the water. It's done. No Kenny Omega, no Jay White, no New Japan guys, no AEW guys, no NWA guys on Impact. And it's just the Impact guys. Are people going to tune in? I, That's the problem. I'll, they need I'll somebody get... here. They need to build, like, like you said, you feel bad for Sammy Callahan. Guy's been waving the impact flag. He's basically a forgotten thought after all this t- stuff happened yeah, the, yeah. during the post-match. Yep. Like, it's it's yeah. forgotten how good that match was, how good Sammy was in that. He's totally forgotten about. Yep. I feel like they need a guy to beat Kenny Omega eventually. That's going to be their top star. Moose. Could it be a moose? Sure, why not? <laughs> Could it be one of the younger guys like a Chris Bay or something like that? An sure, Ace Austin? why not? Ace Austin, but the thing is, they need to work. They need to start thinking about how they're going to keep these fans around, because they can't be relying on guys outside of their company. The, they're literally setting up a title match between two of the hottest guys in wrestling right now, <laughs> and none of them are their champion, and none of them are contracted to Impact. Right, right. So the the main event of Impact's biggest pay per view of the year is going to be two guys that are not contracted to Impact. It sounds great, very. You know what it like, sounds what does like. It do? It sounds what like for the company. It sounds like ECW back in what was it like the late nineties or uh, maybe year two thousand when Taz, when he was a contracted WWF guy, challenged Mike Awesome that was a contract WCW guy for the ECW World Title. Yeah. 
But yeah. but we we also found out what happened behind the scenes on that. But now you have all these guys, right? So we're, we're, I'm, I have on the screen the Slammiversary uh, fold, uh, <coughs> folder, the poster that we put up. Out of all these guys, I'm looking like on a quick basis. Now you had the ex WWE guys. You have Moose. I think is the only one impact through and through. Chris or am Saban. I missing? Chris Saban. Eddie Edwards. But Saban's on his way back. Like what what Ryan is saying, you got to build new guys. You know what? I, I in, just looking and, at this, and here. we're jumping around here with this with this whole pay per view. But you know what? They've been putting a lot of steam on Joshua Alexander, Alexander, and they That's what Ryan just said in the chat. And said. also, don't forget option C with that X division title. He could cash it in at any time. Yeah, so Brian said it should be Alexander to dethrone Omega because that dude is legit, and I agree that dude is legit. And he, hey, like I said, I don't care who it is; it could be any of these guys. You just Impact's want Impact to, you just want, right? You just want Impact to succeed. I just, I just, like I said, I want to enjoy this, and I am. I just don't under, like I said, like I just don't know. It just feels like Impact just throwing everything at the wall right now, just out of desperation, just get some people to talk about their shows and buy the pay per views and sell tickets and, and <clears> stuff <throat> like that. But I just want, I just hope that they can, they realize that this partnership might not last forever. And how much longer can you rely on these guys? Like, like, look, like AEW doesn't need this 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 partnership. Uh, no, they don't. Had as, no, as as impact is. AEW just sold out Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City with the talent that they have yeah. on their roster. Okay, Impact it probably will sell out. I'm sure they're going to run like Sam's Town, right, in, in Vegas for, for yeah. Bound for Glory, or whatever. Yeah. That's the small little hole there. They'll sell that out. Because of Kenny Omega and Jay White, are they going to sell that out because of Moose and Eddie Edwards? No, you know what I'm saying. Like, they, so I just feel like, like I said, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to put like a damper on this whole like cross promotion right. thing because it's fun. But like everybody's like, oh my god, Impact! Oh my god, Jay White! But like nobody's saying <laughs> this is not the same ride from the first show. So, <laughs> so like so, nobody's saying Ace Austin. Like nobody's like pumped uh, for the Impact. Guys. Right. People so pumped for the non-Impact. Guys. So so I'll try to. I'll try to counter that. I'll try to counter that um, as, be as best as I can. Dale. I kind of saw this relationship happening as a necessity before what, during the COVID era, right? Because you had no fans and audience. You mm -hmm. had to get people to buy it, especially the pay-per-views. Maybe not the weekly TV product because it is kind of hard to find unless you're really searching for it, right? But when it came to the pay-per-views, mm -hmm. I kind of understood this relationship. But then at the same time, we've discussed, like, man, how shitty would, he, would it be that when we finally get fans, now the relationship is over and it's like, whatever, right? Right. I do agree with you that the focus on a lot of these non-impact talents, they kind of got to minimize that to a point where it's like, you got to focus more on the actual contracted impact talent. They have to do better at that. Prior to this relationship, prior to the COVID era, if you go back to when Tessa won the world title, back to Bound for Glory, I think it was like 2018 uh, and 2019, when the one was in Chicago and the other one was in New York, they were getting packed houses impact. Um, obviously, it was smaller venues, of course. It was not, not, not the type of venues that AEW runs, right? But... They were getting some nice houses, man. Um, and that's credit to Don Callis and Scott Demore. When they picked up the when they, they took over the, the helms on Impact Wrestling, they changed the whole company around. And they were getting fans really invested back into their product and, and their talent. This is prior to any New Japan and AEW relationship. If they could get back to that type of uh foundation and give pushes and give uh good storylines and, and 
and showcase their impact talent, right, better, I think it would be an easy transition once this quote-unquote relationship is over, even if it is over, over, or maybe it's more of a loose relationship where you see them pop in here and there, like, annually at some point. You get what I'm trying to say? No, that exactly, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mind the partnership. Let's just take, for example, we got Deanna Perrazzo, right? Reigning knockouts champ, looks so dominant, right? She's going to have a mystery opponent. It's Thunder Rosa. Great. Those two tore the house down. Awesome. Great match. But coming out of that, who was who came out on top? Who looked better after that? Who was the one standing after that? It was their own champion, Deanna right. Perrazzo. Now, I understand Kenny Omega's on a different scale, so, like, it's not like you're just going to have, like, you know, somebody stand tall over Kenny Omega. Like, I get that. But, like, you know, and again, I don't want to say, like, because I enjoyed the Jay White confrontation. I'm so excited for this match. But, like, you know, it would have been more interesting. Not more interesting, but, like, more beneficial, I feel like, for Impact if one of the Impact guys would be the one, like, who you just least expect to come out and confront Kenny Omega, like uh, a Josh Alexander, right? Like, mm-hmm. after he retains in the opener at, in the Ultimate X, right? He comes out with the belt, and he's looking at it. Kenny Omega's looking at him, and maybe the pay-per-view goes off the air, and then the diehard Impact fans who are familiar with Option C and stuff like that, they'd be like, oh, my God, I know where this is going. Or, like, a, a little teaser, you know? And that's an Impact guy. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, like I said... It, I just feel like their guys need to come out on top in some of these things. If they want to bring these guys in or these guys and girls in from different companies, that's great. Just make sure your talent's benefiting from it, too, because, you know, I mean, they're the ones that are signed to your company. Right. Uh, So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Like I said, I know Impact has really done a complete 180 from where they used to be. And that's credit to Scott DeMore. Um, I know Don Callis doesn't work there anymore. Um, So it's it's great. Like, Impact is doing good, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. But like I said, I just don't want them to get too in over their heads with all these top right. guys from promotions that aren't even, you know, signed to their company. And now yeah. they're, they're building these shows and these pay-per-views, you know, for those guys and those type of matches. That's all. Okay, so I put a little poll there for the people to interact with us. I put in, why is Impact working with all these other companies? Uh, one, to get eyes on the product. Two, they don't care because people are watching the show. Three, they have a master plan that we don't know about. And other people can let us know in the comments. So you guys can actually vote on that and let us know, too. Because I think they might have a master plan that we don't know about. I mean, it's a possibility. I hope so. All right. Dale. Um, I think we can all agree Slammiversary was a great pay-per-view. Um, I have nothing more to say about Slammiversary. Uh, Leo, you want to add anything else about Slammiversary or you're good? Wait, you don't want to talk about No Way? No. Yeah. No Way. <laughs> no! Way. No! Way. No! Wait, wait, wait. Way. I got one better for you. How about The Drama King? The Drama King? Who? The Drama King. That is a disgusting ass. Fire and Flavor, no? No? Okay. Oh, I'm, I, you, I'm happy for Rosemary and Havoc, but... I really want Natasha Steeles and Kara Hogan to retain, man. I love them. I love them so much. I think they're fucking awesome. But, um, uh, I think Moose still is that guy. Yeah. Yo, Moose I is saw, looking I great. Saw, you know, I'm a Motor City Machine Gun guy. Mm-hmm. So, Chris Saban, I had to stop and actually watch that match. I like it. Moose is still that guy. He looks powerful. You shouldn't have him. At, he should be a bigger threat than what he is. I he think, should be. You know, with, with all these talent and... And I know people are not a fan of uh, having multiple titles in their company, but I think they should, you know, have another title. Like I, because they their their roster is pretty, st- st- you know, they 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 have a really 
you know, jacked up roster and impact, you know? Um, and, and you know what? That's one thing I enjoy about when it comes to impact and AEW. I'll just focus on, and you know what? I'll even throw MLW because now their tapings are, you know, they're, they're doing tapings again. So I'll, I'll just specific, just specifically those three companies, right? What I like about the, these, uh, these companies is when you watch their weekly product, you won't see the same talent always on every episode of wrestling. Yeah, that's what I love too. Yeah. WWE, you see the same matches on every single episode. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and it's not crapping on WWE yet. We'll get to WWE. But when it comes to like AEW, Impact, MLW, and you could even throw Ring of Honor in there too. When it, when it comes to their weekly shows, if you even watch Ring of Honor weekly, you or don't see the WWE same weekly. you don't see the same talent wrestling every yeah. single week. Maybe you see them in like a backstage vignette or something, but you won't see but them. But you need that though. You won't you, see them wrestling. You won't see the same match on a weekly basis. Well, uh, back in my day, what was the best thing about selling the pay-per-view? Is when you had, let's say, uh, <clears throat> Bret Hart against an enhancement talent, right? And then you would have Mr. Perfect just come out and stand, not say a word, just stand and watch Bret Hart work. That's what actually sold the match because they never touched each other. You know that they can go against each other, but at the end of the day, you didn't know. But with this, dude, you're seeing them every day. Like, what else can you do in a match that's actually going to pull you to watch that match? Oh, they finally got to hit each other. No, they've, <laughs> they've been at it since, you know, five weeks ago. So, again, I think by having that long roster... Right. You're able to actually, and again, I've always been a big proponent of factions because you're able to still tell the story where the heel basically doesn't get touched and every time you're going to get him to fight, kind of like they did with Roman Reigns. Remember with the, with the bald guy that kind of looks like me? What's his name? The guy from SmackDown? The, the fucking big guy. Anyway, so Baron where... Corbin? No, the other guy. But basically <laughs> it was this. You he looks so, like you, Leo. You That's thought, why I threw him out there. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say Lars Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. All right, bye. See you tomorrow. No, but anyway, that is a disgusting. <laughs> but at the end of the day, with having factions, is you don't have to have them face each other. You can swerve people. You can mess around with people. You can have them say, "Hey, we're gonna have these two guys fight." No, we're gonna have a third running. You know, again, that's that's what factions actually do. The WWE <clears throat> has totally forgot how to do that, man. Well, you know who loves their factions, and that's AEW, and that's a great yeah. transition, Leo. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Okay, before, I'm glad to be here. Before we talk about, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> before we talk about Road Rager and Fighter <laughs> Fest, we're gonna just mix them both together, and we'll talk about uh. specific things on both shows. Ryan, did you get your Queen's September 22nd AEW Dynamite ticket? Damn right I did. Yeah, buddy. And guess what I'll be doing on my birthday, too? Going to Dynamite September 22nd in Queen's. Let's go. Yeah. What day again? September 22nd, Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so who knows? Maybe, just maybe, we, we said it in, in previous episodes before, maybe we'll get an appearance from Penta, if you know what I mean. If you know the inside joke, you know what I mean by that. But if it's too hot, that's not happening. <laughs> Might as well throw it out there as a little teaser. Yeah, well, you know, you it'll get, you'll, we'll probably get a Penta appearance. If it's not on September 22nd, maybe it'll happen at a future show. At some show. point, yeah. At some point. Gotta, gotta bring that back. That couldn't be a one and done. All right, dude. Let's talk about something that I completely shocked the wrestling world that happened in Roll Rager, and that's the debut of Tommy N, Malachi Black, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. 
What a fucking moment. I love how they teased the dark light before in the in the in the opening match at Road Rager with Cody Rhodes and um QT Marshall I almost forgot his name for a quick second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't count. <laughs> I love how the lights went dark and the in the you know the commentators were just like, "Oh, we're you know, we're having a little bit of issues with lighting, you know. It's our first show live, you know, live back with fans, but folks, you know, things happen, you know, the show must go on or whatever." Fast forward to this in-ring uh, segment with Arn Anderson and then I dude, this caught me by surprise. I was completely shocked. I love how Aleister Black look. I love the eye gimmick. And now he's adopting this new moniker of Malachi Black. Earlier that day, you did get uh, a nice produced vignette in his IG kind of uh, explaining the story of Malachi, uh, Malachi Black. And I just loved it. I love this whole... I love the, the, the fucking black mask that he hit Arn with. Um, the one he hit Cody with was amazing. Fast the forward. Arn Anderson one looked better, though. The Arn Anderson one, it looked more devastated because he's an old man. So yeah. it's like, and he lived, he leaned into it, right? Too. He did lean like, into Arn it, right? Like, huh, back in my day, right? He's a real shot. He's such a, he's such a, <laughs> yo, he's such a pro. Fast forward to, um, I was gonna say fight for the fall. Fast forward to Fighter Fest night one, we get Cody Rhodes coming out, and you know what? Malachi Black, Tommy N is so over, and people are just so happy that he's in AEW. If you mm-hmm. notice, when Cody came to the ring, he got a couple boos. He got a yeah, little yeah. bit of a mixed reaction. Yeah, he did, oh, but yeah. Cody did. Cut in a great promo, and then Tommy Ed Malachi Black he cuts his promo, and it reminded me a lot of some of the stuff that he was doing with WWE, but just the hinges off. You could tell right, like right. he was saying it, like he produced yeah. this whole thing, and then we have this face off, and they brawled, and dude, this this is great, man. The last two weeks, especially this past Wednesday on um, Fighter Fest, Malachi Black Tommy Ed has looked like a bigger star and just in a two-week capacity than anything and everything he has yeah. done on Raw and SmackDown. I'm not including his NXT run, but that, that that's 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 fact, all right? That's truth. That's not fiction, all right? So for all you WWE blowtorches, diehards, blow that, the defenders, that like, yeah. no, I don't want to hear it. There's no debate. That's There's no discussion. That's how they sound like? There's no discussion. Uh. <laughs> Tommy Ed is a bigger star in two weeks in AEW TV than anything he's done on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, of course. And was there any, ever any doubt there that he wasn't going to be? I mean, with, when he's not creatively stifled and, you know, there's not to stop and go booking, like he even said himself, uh, he could just use his creative freedom to his advantage now. Tony Khan is going to just, I'm sure he's going to give him most of the free roam to do all the promos and everything. And, and just anything him and Cody want to do in this feud, it's already one of the best feuds in wrestling right now. It's only yep. been two weeks. I mean, easily. And this is easily one of the matches I'm looking forward to uh, in the next few months that, that's going to happen. I mean, it, it's just, I don't think anybody thought Aleister Black and Cody Rhodes would be a match that they really wanted to see. But in two weeks, these guys have literally made you want to see this match. And like you said, the whole uh, way they did Malachi's debut was perfect. Yep. With the lights going out and everything. Hit two clean as hell black mass kicks yep. to both the guys. I mean, yeah, Arn sold it great. I thought Cody sold it really well too. Yep. Um, and you know the camera angle that they that they cut to mm-hmm. when he kicked Cody helped uh, make that look even better. I love how he, he keeps the black eye. He doesn't have to do that, but that's how that, that's how much this guy cares about storytelling. That's that's credit like that, to so. him. That's credit to yeah. him. He took something <clears throat> that was not put much thought into it in the WWE. And right. he's so much of a fucking professional that he was like, you know what? I'm gonna take this and make it into something. And now he made it his own. And 
I know there's some fucking jackasses on fucking IG and, and Facebook and Twitter fucking like saying, like, hey, we did a year later. Shut up. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. Like, he, Long-term storytelling. Right. He's doing That's something it with it. He's that much yeah. of a professional. So I like what he's doing. I think it's great. So let, let, so let me ask you this. Uh, and get the congratulations you play yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead, right? No, say it first. So the, the, the WWE. Mm-hmm. How can you not know this guy doesn't have a 90-day compete clause? <laughs> How can you not know? You played yourself. Like you're gonna let this guy go? At least look at his contract. Now you're calling uh, Buddy Murphy, right? Now you want to know if his 90 days also. They're gone. too busy fucking cutting off the names of fucking Tegan Knox <laughs> and Shotzi Blackheart to realize that Alistair Black it's just Shotzi. It, it has a uh, it doesn't even have a 90 day. Are you that much of an idiot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know who knew that? Alistair Black knew that. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, come on, Malachi Black knew Malachi that. Black, Tommy, Tommy Ann knew that. You know, again, like, but this this is where where you notice that things get things fall through the crack and people get oh, forgotten. That's a, that's a big crack, I'm telling you. But you know <laughs> what? Yeah. But now, but now you get now you're getting it. It's biting you in the ass. Yeah. Because now and again, b- back in my day, all you had was you know what was on TV and you know the whole trending thing was if people were talking about it and like in the hallways, right, in school, because that's that's all you got. But now. If you're trending on Twitter, that means everybody's talking about it. Wasn't this guy trending on Twitter for like two days? Tommy End? On wrestling Twitter? Uh, he was trending a lot. you know. But that's what I'm saying. But don't you think the WWE, like, their whole push for their for their people, for the, the people, the shareholders, is that, hey, we get, we're, the, we're the bar. We're the ones that, that trend everything. And now you have this little company. Well, a little company. You have a, another company that's able to get a guy trending in 24 hours. Did um do we know if um Tony Khan did like a press like a a a, a call or anything like that after the debut of um Malachi Black? No, he sent his dad out with a check. No, sorry. I don't think so. No, he didn't do it. Did. I just want to know like what he's like what he would say. For example, yeah, he would yeah. say something like we're just very well, you we're, know, it, 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 we're just we're just very excited to have uh you know Tommy and uh, Malachi Black. We uh, signed them to a good deal, you okay. know. Uh, uh, unfortunately, WWE uh, they screwed mm. up, and mm. um, he only had a thirty day clause. So you know, I got on the phone with him. I made him uh, I made him an offer, and yeah. you know, he talked to his people, and we're just really excited. And you know, we we have a lot of future matchups. You know, mm. we a lot of big things are gonna happen, and it's gonna be one know, of the best dynamite cards we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually really good. That's actually really good. You know, I was going to say, Give it, it sucks that he is not on Twitter anymore because that's something he would, like, tweet out, like, oh, congrats to, you know, Brad right. Tommy End, you know, great debut or whatever. Congrats. But we don't use Twitter anymore because we all ran him off because he every week he's tweeting about how Dynamite has one of the best cards ever they've ever <laughs> put out. So I guess, you know, the the, the one bother. The... If you want to take it to, like, another level, he could, like, do, like, a video saying how great, like, the next card is and how Malachi Black's going to make his debut. And then out of nowhere, Malachi Black just shows up and hits Tony Khan with a black mask. I, yeah, that, that I'll sign off on that. Uh-huh. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about another person that we're excited about uh, making his uh, AEW in-ring debut, and that's Andrade. He had a great match uh, against that Matt Seidel. Jacked. At Matt Fighter something. Fest, Fuck. dude, and Matt something, Matt something, dude. Uh, Andrade looks great. He had a great reaction from the Miami crowd. And fast forward to uh, this past week, dude, he's looking for Death Triangle. Now we don't know if he's looking for them because he wants to, you know, feud with them, or does he want to be 
part of the group and not become Death Triangle, but become Rectangulo de la Muerte. Uh, that was Oof, pretty good. That was wow. pretty good. That was I'm good. not going to try and say that. I'm no, you can do it. You can do it. Just, no, no, just no, no, make no, no, an no, attempt. No. Make an attempt. I, I need to hear it at least five more times. Oh, I don't know if I can say it five more times. So, Leo, you say. <laughs> so, do you say triangulo or rectangulo? Rectangulo de la muerte. So, you're trying to make a, a, a rectangle. Yeah, because, you know, before them. Okay, rectangulo de la muerte. Rectangulo de la muerte. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That's all you get. And that's Ryan's Spanish word of the day. <laughs> No, 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 no. You guys say gracias. Gracias, gracias. No, thank you. Gracias. gracias. There, you go. there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. Don't worry, Ryan. We'll get um, we'll get Vicky back on. To, yeah, to Vicky would be proud. <laughs> we'll get Vicky back on in the coming weeks, maybe once we're in studio, and, and you know, and we'll get her to do, uh, you know, A word of the day. Words. A couple more words of the day. Dale. Yes. Uh, but what, what you thought of uh, Andrade's debut, man? Oh, man, I loved it, dude. From his entrance to, you know... Uh, just everything that he did in the ring. He he looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Like I said, he's another one, too, that looks like a, a, just a massive star. Right. Uh, bigger than he's ever looked, uh, you know, on the main roster. And, you know, he was the United States champion on the, in the WWE and, uh, on the main roster and stuff like that. And I'm asking you to receive Vicky's on the thing watching us. So say hi, Vicky. Hi, Vicky. <laughs> Dale. Hi, sorry. Vicky. Sorry, that <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's just, like I said, a million bucks, and I, I I love the pairing with him and Vicky. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about it, but I think it works, and I just can't wait to see where it goes. S me selfishly, I want him to go up against Death Triangle, but I also would love to see him team with them too, because right. I think that would imagine those like imagine those six mans, right? Him, just say him, Pac, and and Pentagon in a six man against just say Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Right? Holy holy shit, man! And you know what? Too, I feel like you could get like a really good story out of it because. Right now, Death Triangle isn't necessarily like Death Triangle. Like, I feel like there's like Death Triangle, and then you have Moxley and Kingston kind of like part of the group, but not really part of the group. Associated. They're like associated with Death Triangle. You know, obviously, we've right. seen Penta tag with like uh, um, Eddie Kingston or whatever. And right. I, I, I even I believe, uh, you know, during like the COVID era, a couple, uh, you know, a uh, couple episodes back, maybe a couple of months ago, I believe like Ray Phoenix even tagged with Moxley at one point, like in a six man or whatever, a couple of months ago. Whatever. Right, so right, yeah. there's like been a like a loose relationship. I could see like Andrade kind of being like an MJF being part of Death Triangle and becoming like Rectangulo de la Muerte and kind of like instigate shit and like kind of try to separate the group when he finally just turns on the whole group. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like you could get something out of that with uh, Andrade possibly being involved with that triangle. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that would be awesome. I would be totally 100% down for that. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing where it goes. And that's one of the best things about AEW is that they're always giving you, like, little things each week that progress the story moving forward. And then mm -hmm. you're just like, wow, I don't know where this is going to go. Right. And next week we might get another backstage thing, right? Maybe we'll get we'll get Pac saying something about, you know, Andrade. And then we'll just keep this, you know, going. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the end result is because uh, there's a plethora. I was yeah. going to say plethora. Plethora. <laughs> plethora. It's, those uh, it's those Spanish lessons. <laughs> <laughs> of exciting things for Andrade to do in AEW. Like, the, the, the list is just endless. So, we mentioned Moxley. John Moxley defended his IWGP United States Championship this past week against Carl Anderson. And it was a New Japan-style match. Carl Anderson looked great. Uh, it was a very stiff match. And, obviously, Moxley went over. But, coming out of that, you know, later on in the episode, we see Lance Archer... Cutting a promo on Moxley, and now we're gonna get a Texas Deathmatch part duh next week on Fighter Fest. Moxley and Archer. 
I'm happy. I'm excited for the match, but man, Archer's booking has been so fucking weird. Why? I was just gonna say, bro, he should go over. I know he's I know he's probably not. I mm-hmm. I can't see him beating John Moxley. He should go over. I, I mean can he really afford another loss? Yeah. Like he's gonna yeah. lose to Moxley again? For what? And then where then where does he go? Like why even book the match if he's gonna if he's gonna, you know, just lose again? I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean this should be a great match. Yeah. Obviously the first one was awesome, so yep. Um, I, I have to point out, two weeks ago, fucking Penta Kingston versus the Young Bucks in that street fight. Oh, my God. That match was no. fucking incredible. I just yeah. wanted to just throw that out there. But Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, we finally got the face off two weeks ago. And now we have this big match. We don't know when it's going to happen. But we're going to get like a Survivor Series style match. It's going to be the Elite versus the dark order pretty much because i think like while hangman page isn't officially part of the dark order he's like he's like waving their flag or whatever which i think is pretty cool i think the fact that the dark order was left without a leader due to brody lee's passing i don't think they should ever have a leader but right. the I, like hangman page kind of reminds me like what aj styles was to the bullet club and let me explain that Everybody automatically thought that AJ Styles was like the leader of the Bullet Club, but he always said like he wasn't the leader of the Bullet Club. Like Carl Anderson was still kind of like the leader of the Bullet Club, right? So like AJ was, if anything, AJ was the face of the Bullet Club during that era. I feel like in this scenario with the Dark Order or whatever, I feel like Evil Uno kind of took like the, kind of like that, not the leadership role, but at least the voice of the Dark Order, right? But in many ways, like, Hangman Page is kind of like the face of the Dark Order because he's always defending them and stuff or whatever. So I think that's, like, a very interesting dynamic. I'm really excited for this match, this uh, Survivor Series-style match. And I said it on, on, on one of my posts... This match can't happen anywhere else besides All Out. This match has to happen mm-hmm. at All Out between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. And, you know, credit to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, bro. I'll just say the whole elite as a, as a unit. They're getting heat, bro. You, we even oh, yeah. saw it last night with Kenny Omega. Yo, the crowd was hot for Sammy Callahan. Um, as much as we love Kenny Omega and Young Bucks, yo, they're getting heat from the from the audience, which, uh, you know, it's a lost art. But aren't they supposed to be heels? Right, but you know, like everybody loves Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Right. They're the so, cool heels. They're the know? cool heels, but they're getting heat, bro. They're getting some fucking heat. Uh, Ryan, talk to me about uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega. It's it's honestly, like I, like I just said about Malachi and Cody, this is honestly another match that I am so looking forward to. And honestly, you could argue this is the best feud right now in wrestling. Like, or And it could possibly end up being the feud of the year when it's all said and done because... Not not including Nick, not including Nick Gage and, my, and Matt Cardona. Oh yeah, you know, can't exclude that. That'll be a, that'll be right up there with that. But yeah, I mean, like when they started the, this build, right? Uh, so early, I was like, wow, like maybe this match is not happening at All Out because mm-hmm. All Out's a few months away. Right. So I said, like, how are they going to build this and keep this going? Um, and now I have no doubts that they are going to keep this going because I just feel like every week there's going to be a new layer added to this story. And whenever that five on five happens, it's going to be awesome. And I think that's one of the best ways to really get to this title match, you know, I mean, because how else, you know, Hangman could come out and say he wants a title match and Omega's obviously going to back down, Mm -hmm. but obviously you need more. Like you you just need something. You you can't just like book the match on a whim just because, oh, Hangman's the number one ranked and it's because... Oh, Kenny Omega's time as champion is coming to an end. Got to make it a little intriguing. And I think this is really intriguing. And like you said, Hangman with the, with the Dark Order, it works. It does. I mean, it does, you it know. Does. Um, I was weary of it at first, mm-hmm. but it works. And how crazy is it? I saw somebody tweet this out after this segment or after the show happened uh, this past Wednesday night. 
2019, the last episode of 2019 of Dynamite for that, you know, half year when they started, um, the Dark Order ended up coming out to the ring, beating up the Elite and stuff, and the fans just weren't having it. Dark Order was not over. It was dubbed as, like, one of the worst endings they could ever have yeah, right. in the final show of the year. People were so down on it and down on AEW and, and really just, It was like, bad. It was TV. bad. We gave them a congratulations on the show. Yeah. It was bad. It was not good. And now, 2021, look where we are. The Dark Order could not be any more over. Right. And now the Elite are just hated, like you said, getting so much heat on them. Credit to it's them. Just, it, Credit to them. It's crazy how it's just kind of just done a, a complete, like, you know, 360. Um, it, it's it's freaking cool, man. And, and it's awesome to see because I've always been a fan of those Dark Order guys. You know, even Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, I always thought they were great. Mm-hmm. They just weren't getting over at first. But now I'm glad they are. And props to Evil Uno, too, for losing that crazy amount of weight. Yeah, because when great. he first debuted, whew, that was a big boy, the chunky monkey. Yeah. And now he, you know, he's gotten in shape, and it, like you said, yo, the Dark Order is so fucking over. Obviously, you know, credit also to Alex Reynolds and John Silver yeah. for being, being part of the, the group. elite helped a lot. Right? But hey, whatever way gets them right. over, right? Right. But uh, I'm a, dude. I'm excited for um, this five on five, this Survivor Series style match. I'm curious to see. Who's going to be representing the Dark Order? I would, yeah. you know, I would obviously Hangman. I would think Evil Uno and, um, and, what's, Stu, and right? Stu and Stu Grayson. And then do they get Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds? Do you put in Cole Cabana and maybe, um, I don't know, someone else? I, I don't know, but yeah. I'm very, very Press interested. Vance, Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, I'm very interested to see, you know, who they pick for the five. But, um, yeah, dude, um, I'm excited for the story. I can't wait till we get this match. And, you know, I'm just going to just throw this out there real quick because I just I just pictured it in my head. So, obviously, All Out is happening before Bound for Glory. What if All Out okay. is like the big... No, let me rephrase that. What if at Triple Mania, Omega drops the the Mega Championship and that begins to like the downward spiral for him where he started losing every title? Yeah. And then we just don't see Kenny Omega for a while and he kind of becomes like... I don't want to call him broken, like broken Matt Hardy, but he just like... China changes his whole gimmick where he just goes down like a really dark path mm-hmm. and he's kind of like he's kind of like a lunatic like like an unstable lunatic and that's like the next um version next of phase. kenny omega we get like the next phase of kenny yeah. omega like he loses all his titles and he just like loses his mind i think that would be uh, that would be an interesting story you could tell with him yeah it's like he just doesn't know what to do next mm-hmm. you know i think that would be awesome i think i think you're right i think it, it, it will probably start to be the downward spiral um, you know, I, I, I feel like he's got to lose that, the triple a title yeah. to, to Andrade. Right. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm just thinking he has to, and you know what? And, and it will be interesting too. Cause he'll be losing the titles the way he, he won them. He won them. So yeah. it'll be the triple a championship, then the AEW title and then the impact title. I think that would be a really great story. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really do too. I think it's, you know, a lot of people are going, oh, Kenny should hold that for a, for a full year. But, I mean, he's had one hell of a year already. The guy's clearly banged up with how right. much, you know, how many he's going at full speed when he doesn't even have to. Right. Um, you know, so I think it's time. And yeah. Hangman obviously can't lose. So right. you, you can't have, you know, him retain the AEW title. Mm-hmm. And, then, of course, obviously the, that Impact title will be the last title he loses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be to Jay White. It should be to an Impact guy. Um, but, you know, by the end of the year, I think it's safe to say that the belt collector – 
has no more belts left, mm-hmm. and maybe he does go away for a while. Get healed up. You know, as much as I love Kenny, he's my favorite wrestler in the world. He's yeah. been for years. But I just feel like he needs to take a break. He, he, does, well he does need a break. break. Yeah, he you know? needs a break. I just don't want to see him, you know. Yeah, I think, I think he even cut, got cut up last night, too. Like, the dude just, I mean, yeah. he just, you know, he puts his, he does, like, he has no care for his body in the sense that he just go and he, he's wrestling injured. He's banged up and still yeah. gives top-notch performances. That's that's why he's the best wrestler in the world. I don't know how anybody could ever debate it right. at this point. Yeah. I mean, of course, we, we can get into we could do a whole two hour long show of why Kenny Omega is the, the the best in the world yeah, compared man. to anybody else. I'm not going to get into it, right, but right. like I said, I just don't know how anybody could say he's not because, mm-hmm. like I said, the different styles mm-hmm. he he could do. He could really work with anybody in any promotion at any time. Right. And the match is just you know a typical Kenny Omega match. It's amazing. All right, dude. We're gonna pivot real quick, pivot. and we're gonna talk about Ring of Honor. They're still in business? Uh, yeah, dude. Mm. And you know what? Best in the World was a really, really good pay-per-view last week. Uh, we got some new champions, a couple of surprises. Uh, let's start with the main event. Um, rightfully so, Bandito defeated Roosh for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And I'm so happy for Bandito winning the title because I remember going back... When Ring of Honor was in that transition, when the Elite had left or whatever, and they started signing all this talent, I'm like, Bandito needs to be in this main event scene. After his breakout performance at All In the the prior Mm -hmm. year or whatever, when people started realizing who this guy was, and then all his PWG stuff and his independent stuff, I'm like... Bro, this is a guy. He's already he's to me. He's already a main event star, uh, star. And obviously, they had him do the the Mexico squad stuff, which that was cool. Whatever with Flamita and Ray Horace, but now he's the star he needs to be, and he's a world champion in Ring of Honor. And I think this is a great direction for the company putting the title on this guy because one, he's over the fans love him. Like after he won the title, everybody was talking about Bandito finally winning the world title, and and it was a great match too between. Him and Roosh, and I think the feud is going to continue, which I'm all for. Like, I can see these guys wrestle, like, all the time. I think that that's how good both um, talents are. What, what what do you think of the decision of Bandito defeating Roosh for that world title, uh, Ryan? I thought it was a no-brainer. I really did. I mean, obviously, the guy could be a massive babyface. He's over. He's an incredible talent. He got fans back now, the first show back with fans. Mm-hmm. It was the right time to do the title change, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Like you said, after All In... I think a lot of people became massive fans of him. I became a massive fan. I love the guy. He's so fun to watch, so talented. Of course, it's it's almost as if I haven't even seen him wrestle because he wrestles for Ring of Honor and I don't watch Ring of Honor. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, Zinger. I'm happy that he's, he's, he's a top star. <laughs> and uh, he's you know he's on top of the world in Ring of Honor. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and what he continues to do. And then, you know, this only keeps elevating him to the top because eventually I just feel like he should sign with, you know, another promotion, whether right. it's WWE or AEW. And, you know, this will definitely help help him launch, you know, launch into that. So good for him. And uh, like I said, I couldn't be happier for the guy. So it's, it's he's a great person to represent Ring of Honor at right. the top of the card. Right. Uh, so how the, the, the pay-per-view ended was uh, LFI, uh, La Facción Ingobernable. They ended up attacking a Bandito. So obviously that feud is going to continue. Speaking of that group, Dragon Lee did defeat Tony uh, Tony Deppin for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. I thought that was a great match, too. Dragon Lee uh, gets some gold while uh, his brother, Roosh, drops the world title. And then, which 
I was really happy about because I've seen, you know, obviously we have a, a legend that's still wrestlers and, and a guy like Homicide. And then you have a guy like Chris Dickinson that's been grinding in like almost every like, you know, I, I won't say lower tier promotion, but like any every promotion besides the WWE, you know, he's been grinding in New Japan and now Ring of Honor and obviously the whole independent scene and stuff. Chris Dickinson wins his first major like promotion title, you know, and yeah. I'm so happy for a guy like Chris Dickinson because I see this guy in almost every GCW show. I used to see this guy in Evolve and other independent companies to finally see him hold some gold at a pay per view. I'm uh, I was ecstatic for the guy, you know, and then partnering with Homicide, they defeated the Foundation uh, with um uh damn I forgot, uh, jo- uh, Jonathan Grisham and um. Uh, who the hell was tagging with him? Because uh, Hassas Tra- uh, Tracy Williams, he got hurt because of. Did you, did you hear the story that he got hit by a car somewhere in New he got York? Hit by what a, a car. Oh, well, I, I saw what he posted yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So he got hit by a car. I guess he wasn't cleared. So I forget who was. Uh, Jay Lethal was supposed to be in the match, but I think he got hurt um, during his match with Brody King. So they ended up dropping the titles, but I'm happy. I'm like, they, regardless yeah, of the yeah. uh, some changes um, in the card, I'm happy for Homicide and Chris Dickinson, especially Chris Dickinson, because like. This guy has dedicated his whole life to wrestling. So, um, what you think of Homicide and Chris Dickinson being tag champs, bro? Dude, we we've talked uh, at length about Chris Dickinson on the show in the in past. You know about how good this guy is and how he deserves to be signed to a major promotion. And I said by the end of this year that he was going to be signed to a major promotion. I mean, that's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to see. Cause I don't I don't think he's not signed to Ring no. of Honor, right? No, like he's, he just Tony Deppen him. wasn't even signed with Ring of Honor. He was their television champion. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, those are two guys that they probably should sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, it's great to see him holding gold. And like I said, like like you said, this guy's been grinding for how long now? And he just puts on amazing performance after amazing performance. One of the best dudes on the indies, you know, still on the indies right yep. now. Yep. One of the top stars, if you ask me. So definitely well-deserved. So I was happy to see that as well. Like I said, a lot of good stuff coming out of the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Like yeah, man. With these guys. And I, I love Dragon Lee, too, winning winning the championship. I saw some of the... The highlights of that match, Tony Deppin, what a what a freaking madman, dude! Mm-hmm. That guy's doing like a destroyer off, like a suicide dive into a destroyer. Like I don't even know how that even works. Yeah. Um, so a lot of good stuff coming out of this, and like I said, Ring of Honor's got a lot of good guys. They really do. Uh, they just like I said, they got to get their shit together yeah. in, in terms of you know making the shows more accessible for everybody and, right. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that that three AM Nebraska feed is not gonna you know is <laughs> yeah, not gonna, gonna cut it. Ain't gonna cut it. Uh, just one more thing about this match, and then I'll transition to something else. So, um, Jonathan Grisham, he's a pure champion, right? He still he retained his championship against Mike Bennett, which they put on a fucking banger. You know, I know Mike Bennett. Not that he gets hate or whatever, but I feel like his run in WWE really hurt him, right? Where people just do not take him seriously. But he's a good wrestler. Like he, the guy could wrestle. He, is, he, is. Yeah. he wrestled a banger with Jonathan Grisham. I think a lot of people were surprised on how good Mike Bennett looked with Jonathan Grisham. But during this tag match, there was a lot of transitions between Jonathan Grisham and Chris Dickinson. I'm like, yo, you want a, a next contender for that pure championship? It's Chris Dickinson. Like, I would love to see them put on like a 30 minute banger, bro. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Jonathan Grisham, man. Like, he's one of the best guys in wrestling right now, too. Yeah. And, you know, it's just unbelievable the things that that guy could do. Um, I mean, gosh, yeah, that, that would be a complete banger of a match. I mean, if if Jonathan Gresham got a good ma- as good of a match as you're saying and a lot of other people were saying online out of Mike Bennett. And, I, again, no disrespect to Mike right, Bennett. I'm, right. I'm a fan. I like him. But, mm-hmm. he, he, when he, you know, you don't think of you him You don't as think being him like, being like a Matt technician. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that just goes to show that, man, <laughs> we need a match between Chris Dickinson and, 
and Jonathan Gresham. That would be, uh, like you said, if Ring of Honor doesn't do that huge missed opportunity. That'd yeah. be awesome. And it wouldn't be the, one of the first missed opportunities, but nonetheless, let's <laughs> well, you know, yeah, let, let's, you said I, it. Not yeah, I, I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, two more things on Ring of Honor, and then we'll move on. Chelsea Green, Chelsea Green. So she shows up in Ring of Chelsea. Honor, and yeah, now she's gonna be part of this tournament. But you know, you know, uh, fast forward to last night, she showed up in Impact Two, tagging with uh, her real life boyfriend Matt Cardona in that mixed tag match against. Um, Brian Myers and, and Tennille Dashwood, which is very interesting because Matt Cardona used to date Tennille Dashwood too. And it's like, how the fuck? Oh, this, my gosh. How yeah, the, how the fuck does this guy nail these type of women? It's just. My Lord. That's, it's that's just, so funny. It's so I did weird. not even think about it. Right. That. It's, it's so very awkward, too. Uh, yeah, it is very awkward. But um, I don't know what's more awkward. The fact that we got that match or the fact that Matt Cardona gets these type of women. But nonetheless, I digress. <laughs> um, true, true. So, yeah, Chelsea Green is going to be part of this tournament. And. You know they they're really uh they're really stacking this tournament. I think Mar- uh, Marty Bell's in it. Um, Sienna, you know, Allison K is part of the tournament too. So I'm very interested to see what we get out of it. But it seems like there's um, you know, the lines of communication is open between Ring of Honor and Impact with you know talent being shared. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we see that with MLW and Impact, and then obviously the for- the the Forbidden Door Alliance. We get that too. Uh, what do you think about Chelsea Green? Do you think she'll pop up anywhere else besides um, Ring of Honor and Impact? NWA, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know they got their women's show coming up, so I could see that. Um, I think AEW is probably out of the question right now. I, I don't even I don't think she needs to go there because, right. you know, she's doing everything uh, there is to do outside of that. I think eventually I'd like to see her there as right. well as Deanna Perrazzo. I'd love to see those two oh, uh, be signed to AEW. Bro. Deanna yeah. Perrazzo, I love Deanna Perrazzo so much. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan of Chelsea Green, though, as well. So it, it's good to see her there. And let's listen. The Ring of Honor women's division, obviously, has been just barely a women's division. Like, it hasn't even been, been a like, women's division. Like, why even have it? For you know, first yeah. of all, right. uh, they, I, they need to get this right this time. Okay, mm-hmm. they, they need to put this belt on. I mean, I don't even know. Like I said, besides Sienna and Chelsea Green, there's a bunch of like. No names, like I don't want to say no names, but like up and comers. It's, like, it's great to see these, these yeah. girls getting the opportunities. Um, a f- few of them, I think, wrestled in AEW Dark for a while. Right. But like, dude, I what's mean, that? I think her name is. I think it's. Um, I believe uh, Scorpio Sky's girlfriend is in. I think her name is Alex Garcia, if I'm not mistaken. It's this chick yeah, with pink hair. Like yeah, pink hair. Yeah, yeah, I think she's part yeah. of the tournament. Um, like you said, a lot of AEW Dark. Uh, well, that, that's how I know them. I, right. That's literally how I know their names and their faces because I've right. never heard of these girls outside outside of that before they started appearing mm-hmm. on Dark. Mm-hmm. But point being is, you know, Maria Canellis is, is is heavily involved in the women's right. division, right? She's like the director or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I have hope and I believe in her that she's going to get this right. right. But right. man, you need to put this belt on Chelsea Green. You, you need to put this belt on, I guess, Allison Kay. I'm not really that big of a fan, but she's a, a top women's wrestler. Right. So you need to put this belt on somebody like that, point being to get this women's division started on the right foot. Right. Because this is like a whole new like like thing for them. And mm-hmm. if they want to have a women's division, you need to have a top star there. And those two could easily be the faces of that division. So, um, yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. It's whatever. I don't really care too much about the tournament. But like I said, if they want to do a women's division right this time, that's definitely the way to go. All right. Lastly, on Ring of Honor, there was a rumor, and I think it's pretty much confirmed. Chris Hero, it seems like Chris Re- Chris Hero was hanging out backstage, and it seems like he's working as an agent. I don't know if it was just for the show or is going to be a permanent role, but anywhere Chris Hero goes, I think 
he's bringing a lot to the table because his mind for the business is next level. Would I love to see him back in the ring? Absolutely. But who knows? Maybe that's something you, that he's... You mean Cassius Ono? Chris Hero. Um, that maybe that's something that he's putting behind him and he's, you know, want to do more of a director backstage type agent role, you know, a consultant, who knows? But, you know, if, if Ring of Honor needs some more uh, creative minds in... in uh, and, you know, when it comes to their talents and stories, is a guy like Chris Hero. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this can only do uh, good things for Ring of Honor. Like you said, he's got a great mind for the business. And I don't know if his wrestling days are behind him. Who knows? I, I don't see him ever really being a huge asset to, to a major company anymore, like an AEW or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, hey, if he wrestles for Ring of Honor, that'd be cool. Obviously, you know, he's got a lot of history there. But being a backstage agent, too, I think that should be priority. And, you know, he was doing like... Uh, some coaching things when he was in the WWE system as well too. Right. So I think he's got he's got more to offer to the business in that way, more so in the ring in in 2021 in my mm-hmm. opinion. All right, dude. Uh we're going to we're going to take a uh more on a negative role on the next thing we're going to talk about. Um <laughs> Oh god. Damn. Jimmy Uso. Oh, DUI. Congratulations. Oh, god. You I didn't even know where yourself. you I didn't even know where you were going with that. You know really- do you so? The f- the fact is, the guy has a, a problem. Like he has a problem mm-hmm. with alcohol. And listen, alcoholism is a real thing. It's it's a thing, and he has issue. He needs help. And I just think the fact that WWE is kind of ignoring it and just yeah, like putting yeah. him on TV. Like if you want to wrap up a story, I'm cool with that or whatever. But the fact that you're just letting this guy um, still be on TV or whatever and not getting him help, the dude has a problem. Like it's it's deeper than. Than him making stupid decisions. Yeah, that that's a factor, but clearly he has an alcohol problem. Um, you know, it's too the the gap is too um, close. Narrow. It's too close. Where it's like you have these instances that are happening frequently. He has a problem with alcohol. Um, alcohol, like I said, alcoholism is a real thing. And wow. You know, it, it, it sucks, you know, and I and to an extent, I do feel bad for him, but I just think he, he needs professional help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know, and I feel like also the vibe I'm getting, and I could be completely wrong here, right? I feel like he's not even holding responsibility for his actions either. You think he's blaming everybody else except for him? I, I feel like so. Like, let me put it this way. I would not be shocked, and I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I would not be shocked if, if Naomi leaves him. Damn. It would not surprise me. You think that's maybe the wake-up call that he needs? It could be. Uh, it could be. It could be. That could that could also hurt a lot more too. Uh, you know, it could it could send him off the rails even more. Ryan, uh, what's your thoughts on on my guy Jimmy, man? Yeah, it's sad, but I mean, at what point do you say is enough enough? I mean, you know, it's there's not even a mistake at this point. I mean, how many times is this now? Like three or four times? Of the span I of believe it's. Years? I believe it's. Five. Leo's telling me five right five now. Already. Oh my god. Five and like, like at that like point, ten it's years. Like, it's five and ten years. But then, okay, here's the flip side of that, right? So He's been able to fight them. but Right, he's been... and this is because he's, you know, he's a... He's a I know a guy. <laughs> he's a, right, he's a... He's kind of like a celebrity, a celebrity to an extent, right? You know, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a known guy. If this would happen to any regular Joe Schmo... Let's just say it happened to Leo. A, yeah. <laughs> we, would, we would be fucked. Yeah. Exactly. That, we that's would be fucked. We would be yeah. fucked. No type of deal. Nothing. We would be fucked. But that 
that pisses me off too because like if and like even like what we're talking about like with WWEs, right? Like obviously Jay he well Jimmy Uso, right? I don't even know which it's Jimmy. But you know what? Jimmy. Jay has DUIs too, but just right. not as many yeah, as Jimmy. <laughs> just not as many as Jimmy. They, they both got issues. But the fact is, like, they're obviously in the, the Roman Reigns family, right? They're related to him. And, you know, obviously they're in the top storyline right now. Just say this happened to a guy like, I don't know. I'm just throwing out. Just say a guy like Mustafa Ali. Just say he got into this trouble. What, what you got to pick Ali for? Wanna, I don't really know why he you? was the first one that came to my mind. I'm just thinking of under, under, yeah, yeah, yeah. underused, underrated guys in WWE. He's the first one that came to my mind. Just say this happened to him. He's fired. Yeah. After, yeah, the, after right. the second no, time, you're he's right. fired. You're right. But this guy, though, he it seems like as if he just gets a free pass. I mean, my God, he's in the opening segment of SmackDown the very next week. I mean, the very next show, he's in the opening segment of, of the show. I mean, come on, man. Like, not even a suspension or anything like that. Like, I don't even think that would do anything. But it's just like, when is enough enough? Like like you said, is he taking responsibility for it? I hope he is. But, I mean, I don't know the guy. You don't know the guy. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But I hope he is. But it doesn't seem like it from, from an outsider's perspective. No, nah, it doesn't um, seem like it at all. Yeah. It's it's sad. It, it really is sad. I mean, and a lot of people on on online blaming Na- Naomi for this, which makes no it. fucking sense whatsoever. She had deactivated her Twitter account because of it too. Why would you blame her? If anything, because, she, pe- because of because the Peckerheads are the Peckerheads. If anything, if you had some fucking common sense, anything, if she might be the victim in all this. We didn't even fucking know. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. We we don't know what goes on outside of seeing them on TV. Like, we have no clue what goes on behind the scenes. People love to speculate and think they know, but but we don't know. Right. Bottom line is, this guy needs to get his shit together. He's got to get his act together. If you're going to drink, call an Uber. If you're going to drink, have some people around. I mean, it's pretty pathetic. I mean, I, again, I don't want to speak because I get it's a disease. I get that. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he's going to be drinking, he needs to have people around him. Yeah, but, Ryan, make it, sure, it's, it's a know. disease, but it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Exactly. Uh, that's what I'm here for. That's the exactly. little quips, and I'm out. No, but no, but th- that's what happens, right? Like, and again, if if you ever have somebody that's going through something like this, you can't like just blame it all on them, right? But what happens is this: when they start to use that as an excuse yep. for their actions, then that's something totally different. Now, as yeah. an owner of a company, or as a, as a boss to this person, or as a family member to this guy. If you keep treating him like a victim, he's not the victim. The people around him are the victims, like Mario said, because, dude, who has to go bail you out? Who has to go get the car? Who has to take you to court? You're not doing it on your own. The people around you now have to go through more headache to go and and help you. But, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not an excuse. If you do it once, okay, that's fine. But if you keep doing it and doing it, then, uh, then I mean, the, his wake-up call, he needs to get fired. He needs Naomi to leave him. He needs a lot of bad shit to happen to him for him to understand, hey, I had it good, and I fucked up. But that's what I'm saying. It, it's not an excuse. Wake the that's fuck sad. up there, Jimmy. Not say that those kind of things have to happen for a wake-up call to happen. Yeah. You know? but, mean, but, then so, but sometimes you need that, though. Yeah, because, yeah. And, and plus, remember these guys. They, they are not normal people in the sense i'm not saying you know oh, they're not normal you know they're, they're, they're superstars no what i'm saying is this you have these guys that are wrestlers right they don't have to worry about their family life because they're only there two days a week the rest of the week they're traveling that's why a lot of these guys don't end up 
staying with their wives because the issues that their wives are going through at home is totally different than the issues that they have to deal with on the road. So now with somebody like this, he's still flying. This DUI or these couple DUIs, all they do is take maybe <clears throat> one day out of his out of his uh, whole you know thing that he does. So mm. it's not affecting him. Again, does he need to get fired? Of course he does. I, I feel like I feel like he's still getting. Um, I don't want to say a pass, but I still feel like he's getting like. No, I think he's getting a pass. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say, I feel like he's still getting like handed out shit, even mm. though he's in a in a. He just did something fucked up, you know, because yeah. like, you know, all these mistakes that he's doing, which is constantly it's happening consistently. It's not like he was drunk parked somewhere. No, this guy was driving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he could have like not only killed himself, but he could have killed someone else, too. But of course. But that's what I'm saying. Like to him, all it is like, oh, yeah, that was a fucked up night. But he doesn't have to worry about it. Why? Because he can just get whatever lawyer he wants. He's making more than enough money to be able to get a good lawyer and a good suit. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, of course. But that's what I'm saying. His issues are not the issues that we deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, maybe he does need a wake-up call. Dale. Um, I'll I'll wrap up with this. I hope he gets proper help if that's something he's even doing. But to me, if I had to guess, I don't even think he's doing that. I, I feel like... He's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, I fucked up. I'll take care of it. Whatever. I beat it before. I beat it again. Yeah, whatever happens, <laughs> happens. I feel like that's his attitude. I could be completely wrong here because maybe there's some stuff that we don't know about. But like regardless, I, so. I wish him the best and I hope he could get his, his future shit. endeavors. No, I hope right, he, right. That's that's I, the thing. We all we all wish him the best here. We're right. not, you know, we're not coming down here, you know, hoping, hoping, you know, all these negative things happen. But mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, we just want him to get his shit together because, again. We, you, you look up to these certain guys, right? Whether you're a fan of the Usos or not, like you look up to these guys, you watch them on TV every single week. You know, you just don't want to see this and, and, and hear about this kind of stuff, especially when it happens over and over and over. Yeah. That all, all right. Uh, and some more unfortunate news. Huh. Bailey, bro. Oh, oh this one. Yeah. Yo, this one tears me up because she won me over big time last year in 2020. Ding dong, hello. Going into her first, <laughs> when she finally turned heel going into 2020 during the COVID era and, you know, everything she did with Sasha Banks, I was on the show kind of ripping her to shreds because I just was not a fan of her promos. You weren't feeling it. I was not feeling it. I felt like everything, it didn't feel natural. It didn't feel like it was coming from her. It felt like everything was very fabricated with her. And then I want to say the last quarter of 2020, right when she turned on Sasha or maybe even a little bit before that she started winning me over a little by little by little to the point that she was our female wrestler of the year in 2020 like she took that you know because she won me over completely and while I was very critical on her a lot and I feel like I feel like I backed up my claims on why I was not feeling her and why I was critical at points of last year during you know like I guess she was trying to figure herself out as a heel and as a performer, right? Not in the ring. I'm talking about, like, as her character-wise. You know, I I feel like she finally got it, and she won me over big time. And I was like, yo, like, she's it. And she was so good at doing what she was doing that I feel like if we had fans in the audience, people would cheer her. And I think we got some of that at WrestleMania when the fucking... The almighty Bell has attacked her. The fans were not feeling that because they wanted either someone else. And it's like, Bailey's over, right? So it's yeah. like, we don't want to see the Bells attack 
Bailey? Like, no, we didn't want that. And I feel like with the, the return of the, the live fans that we got this past uh, Friday night and we're going to get tonight on Money in the Bank, I feel like Bailey would be getting mixed reactions because I feel like, you know, the 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 WWE, you know, the the ones that believe in kayfabe and still view things at kayfabe would boo Bailey. But I feel like guys like us would be cheering for Bailey. So I think she would have gotten a mixed reaction, and I think that would eventually lead somewhere down the line to a full face turn with this type of uh, attitude and this type of character. So it's a shame that she got hurt. Um, she got her training um, for this match, and then obviously the peckerheads, the the the, the know it alls of the the, the fucking the the toxic wrestling community, automatically was like, "Well, she's pregnant because she's gonna be out for nine months." You God, fucking pregnant. morons! Are <laughs> you that? <laughs> are you that dumb that- and narrow-minded? Oh my gosh, she's pregnant! For all the people that thought she was pregnant, you get the biggest. Congratulations, you played yourself. You guys are fucking. You're idiots. That that guy on our Instagram looked like he was waiting for you to post something to answer. I mean, he's paying it. <laughs> so is she pregnant? No, Leo, she's oh. not pregnant. Ryan, um, she did look badass though in that NWO shirt though. He how do you feel it. about Bailey, bro? No, um, you know, taking this L. Oh, well, I, I love Oy Bailey, <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. It really is. It, it's, it couldn't be. I mean, obviously, there's no good time for this to happen, mm-hmm. but um, especially with the fans returning. Definitely not, not, not a good time. Um, it sucks. It really does. Like I said, the MVP of the Thunderdome era, um, well, pandemic era, I should say, right? Uh, was Bailey? I mean, really, MVP just completely got herself over and was just so entertaining. Uh, you know, something, something like the, the Ding Dong Hello Show, yeah. or that all that stuff. Yeah. If anybody else does it, it wouldn't that work. Shit is cringe. It wouldn't that shit work. Is cringe to the max. Yeah. Cringe to the freaking. The way she does it, though. It works, and I get a kick out of it, and I laugh, and it's 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 the funniest thing ever. Um, so it sucks, it really does, and obviously, you know, this nine months is a long time. You know, it's not even that's not even Royal Rumble time, that's not even WrestleMania time, bro. That's like after that. Uh, I just hope that she can pick up this momentum right where she left off. You know, after whenever she returns, um, because her return will be a really you know anticipated one for sure. Uh, like I said, she's one of the most over female competitors. Not just in WWE, but in the world, and um, yeah, like I said, she she will certainly be missed with that with that women's division on SmackDown right now. Uh, I know that they're adding some good pieces, you know, and you know, rightfully so, they should. But man, they they could really use her, so it's going to be a big loss, definitely. But you know what? If somehow, because the uh, the estimated is nine months, if if it gets down to like maybe six or seven, and she yeah, pops up true. at the she pops up at the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant. Do you want to talk about a pop? With With fans. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a big pop. Big pop from the crowd. All right. Um, Let's talk about NXT real quick. Let's show some love to NXT. Great American Bash, Kyle Riley, Adam Cole 2. When it comes to the WWE world, we're not going to talk about anything else. Uh, Dude, another banger of the match. Adam Cole went over. It looks like this feud is going to continue. How does this feud end? Do we get the first time Hell in the Cell match in NXT? How does this feud end? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because, like, they started off with that unsanctioned match. And then the second match now is just a regular one-on-one. So now what what can you do for the third match to settle the score? I mean, you could do, like, a two out of three falls or something similar that we saw with Johnny Gargano and, and Adam Cole at uh, Toronto when they did that thing where the cage had all those weapons. Like, that was, like, the last... Uh, 
like two out of three, like stages, three, three stages, stages of hell, hell. Whatever it was. Three stages of hell. Yeah, but like I feel like they've done that already. Mm-hmm. So like, if they want to do something different, like I don't know. I mean, I think so many people have been clamoring for that hell in a cell to happen, but I just don't see. You know what it is too. I don't know. I feel like if we if we would have ever gotten a hell in the cell in NXT, it should have been champing Gargano. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. that feud that feud obviously spanned over a couple of years. So mm-hmm. that one obviously was more of a blood feud than this right. one, um, which has only been going for a couple months. I don't know. Um I will say though, I, I really do think that NXT should do a a takeover outside of the performance center and outside oh! of wholesale for SummerSlam weekend. Bro. So you can have Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and some sort of big ending to this feud and some sort of stipulation match. And then also, too, you have Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Yep. That would be awesome. I think that, that those are two top matches that mm-hmm. I would love to see on a, on a takeover in front of yes. you know, a sold-out yes. crowd. Not again. in the Capitol fucking wrestling center. No, I, with, I'm not calling with, it that. I, with, I, I, with, I, with those stupid fucking Florida fans and that yeah. stupid piece of shit Izzy kid. Izzy, the... the, the Soccer head, oh, all, the, all these, bro, all these sweaty it, yo, marks. Bro, I'm sick and tired of looking at them. I don't. And listen, if you're from Florida, right, and you get offended with what I'm saying, I'm only specifically talking about the people that go to the fucking NXT fucking shows. Like Jesus Christ, you guys are the most fucking cringe fans ever. Uh, let, let it be known for all the soccer fans out there, we do not condone or, or actually accept anything that that fucker does on TV or the shirt that he's wearing. He's just a fucking mark with a soccer shirt. Yeah, he's such he, a piece of shit, he does not, that fucking guy. He does not speak for Leo or none of the other soccer people that also like wrestling. They- yeah. <laughs> that guy is such a piece of garbage, bro. I can't stand that piece of shit. And the guy that we're talking about, is he was normally in all the NXT shows, but then when uh, AEW was doing the shows in Jacksonville, he would always be in the front row. Like I, oh, I could, It's like... Dude, like, how doesn't nobody tell this guy, this fucker, to sit the fuck down? And it's not hate because he's there and we're not. It's just hate. He's just, dude, he's just cringe. Oh, no, he's yeah. cringe. Listen, I'm not jealous if he gets to go to all the shows and I can't because I, I, he, like I say, just acts like an ass on TV all the single, every time. His face gets all bright red. And it's not even like he's like, he's an ugly, he's an ugly looking dude, too. But it goes by- like he's like some, like, you know, but attractive Ryan. looking guy. And he's like some ugly guy you see on TV every freaking week. Ryan, uh, it, it goes back glasses. to. He goes back to the fans trying to be the yes, show. Yeah, be the show. That's exactly. what it goes yeah, back right. to. I hate that. They think they're more of an asset to the show than they actually are. You look at that fucking guy, and he describes everything and acts everything what's wrong with the wrestling fan base. Yep. He's the definition of it. I can't stand that piece of garbage. He's no different than than any any of us that go to these shows. The only difference is he goes to all of them, and he sits in the same seat every time, and you know we don't sit front row every, every freaking show. He's no different than us, though. At the yeah. end of the day, we're just fans. Right. He's not a part of the show in any way he doesn't doesn't make the show better thank you you know Speaking of which, you know what? Let me just rewind back because you mentioned how we're talking about how fans are just fucking stupid and idiotic. Can we give a congratulations to the fan that jumped in the ring during the MJF and Chris Jericho segment? Congratulations. What a fucking idiot. What an idiot. And yo, Jericho, I think I hit him too. I think I wanted to hit him. No, he got out of the ring and hit him. Shout outs to Justin Roberts. They fucking yanked the guy. I don't know if you got to see the other other, uh, footage from that video. Justin Roberts, yo, he straight yanked the dude from like the little platform. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, you see the guy go on Twitter after and start tweeting at Jim Cornette and tweeting what, at Jericho. Oh, what a piece of shit! Oh, see, God. fans he, like he, that is the it, those are the type of people that I want to expose and bash because I can't stand those type of fucking fans. You guys dude, are the dude. reason why you give us like normal people that just yeah. talk that love yeah. wrestling bad names. I yeah. know, I know. 
Oh my god! There you go. There you go. There you go. Yank! I got him. Oh my god, bro! Fuck that guy. Yeah, dude. It's just. I'm telling you, bro. It's pathetic, bro. All right, let's. Um. Hey, but these are the fans that actually people focus on when they talk about wrestling fans. Dumb motherfuckers like that. Oh my god! I'm looking at the Justin Roberts video. Oh my god! Holy shit! Production, bro. Production, bro. Production. So, um. Okay, let's talk about Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano. I think they put on a really good match this past week on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's safe to say Karrion Cross is full heel. John, yep. They really need to question on what they want to do with Johnny Gargano in the way because, yo, even during his entrance, Gargano was not even acting that much heelish. He was mm-hmm. acknowledging the fans. He was telling Cross, you hear that? You hear that? That's what you call being over. Like He was talking mm-hmm. so much smack to Karrion Cross, And, yo, they had a really, really good match. Um, I did do a post saying, do we get Johnny wrestling, uh, becoming a champion champion again? Do we get Johnny two time? Obviously that did not happen, but what we did get after the match post match was very interesting. Obviously we've been getting these teasers with Samoa Joe with tension between carrying cross and Joe. And then we also been getting these just random face offs between Pete Dunne and Samoa Joe. But based on what we got at the end of NXT this past week, with Karen Cross, you know, uh, locking that submission on Samoa Joe, dude, I think it's safe to say we're gonna get the Samoa Joe Karen Cross match sooner rather than later. And if this happens, going back to what you said, it should not happen in that stupid Capital Wrestling Center with those piece of shit fans. It should happen in an arena for an actual takeover. That's where it should happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that that match is way bigger than you know Performance Center. And I'm full sale. I mean, Christ, like that, that is a awesome main event for the first NXT takeover back in front of fans. Yes, and if you have yes. a main event like Adam Cole and, and Kyle O'Reilly, Jesus, man, I, I miss the, that takeover feel where it's like in a, in a sold out stadium where I'm it's not stadium arena where everybody is just chanting. NXT. Mm-hmm. Oh, NXT. dude. Like I miss that. I really do. Like the takeovers have not, been that special ever since you know we got the last one i think it was in uh portland yep. uh in, in 2020 last yep. year yep. that was yep. one of the best ones i've ever seen mm-hmm. uh so i miss it and yeah it's it's interesting because obviously a lot of people thought smojo wasn't cleared right that's why he signed with nxt that's why he took in this role that's why he chose not to go to AEW or any other place like that and i thought it made sense but i guess he is cleared to wrestle i mean why would they keep teasing this match and and this past week with, with the tease i mean god that's 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 basically almost a confirmation that we're getting this match, pretty much. Um, it's interesting because I don't know what happens. I don't know, you know, does Joe go over uh, and then sends Cross to the main roster? Joe becomes a champion again in NXT? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's definitely going to be interesting, but it, it's got me intrigued. And, uh, you know, whenever that match does happen, I'm, I'm expecting it to be a full-on war between let me, those two guys. Let me put it this way. If this match happens in fucking Florida in the Capitol Wrestling Center, get ready because I got this button warmed up. I might, I might go on a fucking. This might be the next rant prior yeah. to the new IWGP uh, World Title. This might be oh, yeah. where I might lose it. I might lose it completely. I'd like to think that they're smarter than that. And, it, it, you, know. you like to think that. That doesn't mean it's gonna I'd happen. Because like yeah. think about it, we're not getting. You would think logistically, hey, we're having SummerSlam in Vegas. We're making this big production, right? You would think they would do TakeOver that Sunday if, if SummerSlams happen Saturday. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> I would. No, I, mean, I, don't, I don't see, you know. 
any other time. I mean, they're going to they're gonna have to have another takeover sooner rather than later, right? It's got to come by, by SummerSlam weekend, if not before that. Let's get it in the East Coast, baby. Let's get it in the Northeast, bro. Let's get it in the Northeast. I'm down, baby. I'm down. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it's, if it's in freaking Florida, I, I want an invitation to the CWC, all right? <laughs> How about open it up to other fans besides the same ones that are there every freaking week? Yeah, it's like the piece of shit Bailey kid, is he? No, don't even get me started with that. With, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Training with Tessa Blanchard now. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's um, let's talk about SmackDown um this past week because dude, SmackDown for nine times out of ten is always a good show. But this SmackDown this past week was a great show. Um, mm -hmm. the 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 atmosphere in that arena felt like a major pay per view. The fans was there to cheer and be happy and be excited or whatever. And they started off with a banger, that three-on-three, -three, uh, the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, and the Usos yeah. versus the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic, and Edge. Let me tell you something. During that whole show, during the whole SmackDown uh, broadcast, there was two times I got chills. One was during Edge's entrance. I legit yep. got goosebumps. And the second time was during Nakamura's entrance, hearing the crowd, like, saying, though, yeah. I got chills again. In a while. Bro, um... It was great, man. It was really, really great. And I know we, we criticize WWE or whatever, but when it comes to the WWE world, there's nothing like WWE. WWE always feels like bigger than life. You know, as much as we love AEW and New Japan and all these other promotions, WWE just feels like so bigger than that. You know, like they're Walt Disney of this shit. You know, as much as we, yeah. we criticize it and whatever. So their production value and just seeing it or whatever and the camera angles and seeing the background and the audience or whatever. You know, just seeing Edge and Edge just taking it all in or whatever. Man, dude, I, I got, you know, I got chills watching that, bro. And, you know, overall, the whole show was really, really good. It was a really good, enjoyable show. An incredible main event. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, foreshadowing some of the stuff that we're going to get in Money in the Bank that's happening tonight. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but in the main event, we got a Fatal 4. We got Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Biggie. Two spots I want to talk about here. That fucking ladder spot that I feel like Kevin Owens is like, yo, listen, I just want to jump somewhere because it's the first time yeah. we're getting fast. Don't you want to wait for Money in the Bank? No, no, no. We're going to do something at Money in the Bank, but I want to do something tonight. <laughs> so Something he just, in between. So he technically saves Nakamura from Seth Rollins do something, but then he just does it himself. Does he, it himself, yeah. He just does his crazy elbow drop from the ladder to the announce table on Nakamura. Poor guys. And then to end the match, bro. Seth Rollins hitting the curbs on a Big E. The way Big E sold that. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah. I was like, I hope Big E's okay. But the way he fucking sold that. Jesus Christ, bro. Amazing. Uh, great ending to the show. And how subtle. Because yes. you, you would think like he would jump all over the place. Like, no, you're supposed to get stomped and you knock out. Yeah, he just... Right, exactly. Yeah. He didn't oversell. I hate right. when some people oversell. Right. It was... Yeah. Uh, Ryan, talk to me about SmackDown this week. Yeah, it's like I said, it's great to see fans back. It really is. And, uh, you know, of course, the first one back with a full crowd like like how we were before the pandemic. So obviously I expected nothing less than an amazing show, regardless of anything that went down in the show. Just the crowd reactions mm -hmm. were going to make the show that much better than what we've been seeing. Um, you know, I just hope, you know, it, it continues. And I yeah. expect a good show at Money in the Bank tonight, too. Mm -hmm. I, I expect that crowd to be hot. I expect the matches to be good. Like I said, I know we, we obviously criticize WWE all the time, but like, when it's not warranted, you know, we're not going to crap on them. Obviously, right. we'll always be WWE fans, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what we grew up on. That's right. the reason why we love wrestling. So I will never not, I will never be one of those people that says, oh, you know, uh, AEW's here, Impact's here. I'm going to just watch that. I'm not even going to watch WWE. No, I care too much about the talent over there and everything. Um, but, it, dude, 
that that opening match was tremendous. I was a little like confused at why they were starting with that match. I yeah, me too. Me up, too. Me too. End up being like a main event type match. But I was like, well, you know, the first one back in front of a, why you not? Just why the hell not? Right. You, you know, you couldn't just have like the way we always start WWE shows, right? Where somebody comes out on the microphone, cuts a 15-minute promo, then well, you go to commercial. Vince came out and was just like, where the hell you yeah. guys been at? And then he just walks out. He, he left. Just, he left. left. And I was like, you know what? That's great. Right. That, 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 that That's fine. That's right. perfect. Because we already got, you know, we were at WrestleMania, we already got that speech from right. him on the stage. So right. we didn't need him coming out talking about how, you know, we, they missed you so much. Like, yeah, we know. Like, you, you didn't need to, like, waste too much time on right. that. So I thought that was perfect. Uh, and then that pop for Edge. And the fact that Edge was teaming with Rey Mysterio and Dominic. Yeah. I don't know if you saw his Instagram post earlier on in the week. Oh, dude, that, yeah. that just When Dominic was a kid. When Dominic was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just that, that was just like oh like that that was like and we know awesome. and, and Edge and Ray they're really really good friends like they're really oh, really yeah. close no, I know and they so, have so much dude they when I first started watching wrestling when I really first got into mm-hmm. it um it was like 2008 ish and Ray and and Edge were, were in, in a blood a, feud in a yeah. blood yeah, feud like a legit like heated feud yeah. yeah. And you know with Vicky Guerrero and everything mm-hmm. so like I'll always love those two as 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 rivals man like that's. Oh, that stands out. That sells itself. And you could tell, too, you could tell, too, by, like, body language also with Edge, how proud he is of Dominic also because he's seen this kid, right, like, uh, how many years ago, whatever, little kid just hanging out with all these wrestlers and now actually doing it, and he's fucking tagging with this kid. I feel like Dominic tagging with, like, Edge and obviously his father, which, you know, that's, like, the... Right now, the biggest highlight in his career or whatever. It's kind of similar to when, like... and, and. you know, whatever. He's a controversial figure, but he is who he is. Who he is. It's kind of like when o- H- uh, Hogan and Edge tagged and won the tag titles. I feel like that's yeah. kind of similar of a comparison with Dominic tagging with his father, father and Edge for this uh, six man tag. And it's just crazy because, like, I'm sure Dominic and even Edge himself, like, never would have thought that this would even be a possibility, no. right? right? With Edge not not knowing what his future right. in ring right, career right, right, was right. going to be, and the fact that. You know, who knows, by the time Dominic starts wrestling, maybe Edge will be retired, and maybe Ray will be retired. Mm-hmm. It's just everything. Like, the stars align perfectly, and I'm so glad we got this match, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just be- be- between these guys. And uh, the fact that they got this moment and yeah. first show back in well over a year in front of a, f- a sold-out crowd, it just couldn't have well, worked out any better. E- even having Dominic, and again, that, that's why you have to give kind of a little praise to Dominic, because he's gone, you know, full 180 from when he started. Yeah. Right. Nobody gave him a, a dime. He said, "You know what? You're not ready. You're not ready," and he's actually keeping up. I feel know? like every every yeah. every time Dominic has performed, even like in a non wrestling role, when he was just like assisting his dad, I feel like he's hit a home run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And one one I'm I'm a ve- I like details too. And one thing I noticed um during that entrance, I love the fact that Ray and Dominic did the pose with Edge during the pyro part. I yeah, love that. Yeah. That was a nice little, nice little, little touch, notch. Yeah. yeah, nice little touch. A nice little touch. Um. All right. One more thing, and then we'll. I don't want to cover the whole Money in the Bank card. I just <laughs> Why wanna, not? Yeah. I just want to talk about maybe like two matches, and we'll. You know, right. We'll, That's the thing with right. WWE pay-per-views. There's yeah. good stuff on it, but it's a lot right. of crappy. Right. We'll there. just talk about two things, but There's a lot of filler. <laughs> right. I just want to talk about one thing, and this is where we're gonna criticize WWE a little bit. So now that they're back. Back in live audience, it seems like Vince and company want to get some NXT talent. So they raided the NXT roster with Tegan Knox, with um, 
Shotzi. Blackheart no, and no, no, Tony no, Storm. Not, not Blackheart. Shotzi. And Tony and Tony Storm, right? Tony Storm has yet to make a debut, but they've been uh, doing promo packages. So it seems like to me with these vignettes, Ryan, that even though she was a heel in NXT, to me, the vibe I'm getting based on these vignettes is that she's going to be a face in SmackDown. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I'm getting. I could be wrong here. I could be wrong. But this is the vibe I'm getting. So, Shotzi and Ember Moon and NXT were tag champions, all right? They were the tag team, okay? Tegan Knox was hurt. She returns at the Great American Bash, right? And she cost Candice LeRae, um, you know, by attacking her, you know, because of their feud, you know, past history or whatever. She, ca- she cost Candice LeRae and Indy Harwell the tag titles, right? Okay. She shows up. And by the way, when Tiggy Nas returned, I got like very Chris Jericho fields with the with the with the battery and the way she was posing. Yeah. I got like Chris Jericho fields. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's just the vibes I got. All right. Okay. Uh, but I digress. Now we're <laughs> now we're getting T now we're getting Tegan Knox and Shotzi as a tag team. Now they're sh- they're Shotzi and Knox, okay? Now they're together, right? Even we're gonna forget that. Shotzi and, and Ember were a tag team in NXT. Now these two are a tag team. We're going to mm-hmm. also forget right, right. that Tegan Knox cost Candice LeRae the tag titles, right? So we're you're gonna, telling me we're not going to follow storytelling? We're going to forget that, too. Mm-hmm. We're going to forget all that, okay? They're going to show up. They're going to debut, okay? They pick up a win on the women's tag champions, Natalia and Tamina, which in in one way you look at it, you're like, okay, they, hey, they debut, they're getting a big win. But then you're also like, all right, not only do they get a big win, they defeat the tag t- champions, but they also pick up a win this past week again mm-hmm. on the tag champions. So now you're just kind of hurting this ta- the tag titles, all right? It should have been for the tag titles if you were going to fucking do- go for this direction. All right, you get that. On the Raw side, Mandy Rose and fucking uh, Dana Brooke are feuding with Tamina and Natalia. Then all of a sudden, NXT, you see Mandy Rose show up. Oh, my God, Mandy Rose. So pretty. And it's like we're supposed to forget what we watched on Raw. Like it's just, do you get what I'm trying to say here? Everything just doesn't even continuity. And none of this makes sense. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. You know, I would love if they kind of like played into the fact that Shotzi was getting called up. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, they just make a storyline out of it on NXT. You have Ember, like, say a heartfelt goodbye to Shotzi, like, best of luck to you on the main roster. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll see you over there on SmackDown at some point again. I just wish they would, like, create more storylines, you know what I'm saying? Like, like out of people getting called up instead of just, like, one day you see them on NXT, next day you see them on Raw, and then you never see them on NXT yeah, ever we're again. Yeah, we're going to completely forget that Tegan Noss co- cost away, though, the women's tag titles. Yeah, we're right, going to completely right. forget it, that Ember... It was, it, like, why did she even, if she was going to get called up, and I don't want to hear that, oh, you know, Vince didn't know that. He just, at the last second, he wanted her to get called up. I don't want that bullshit. Listen, don't even bring her back to NXT. Right. Just bring her right to, like, let her debut right on, on SmackDown again right after she comes back. The week, the I think a week or two before Shotzi and Knox, because they're a tag team now, and they don't have last na- they don't have a first or last name at this point. Right, right. Yeah. Right. We just we're gonna forget that both Shotzi and Ember Moon were in a in a number one contendership match for the women's right. tag titles on NXT. Also, by the way, listen, if you're gonna remove anything from Shotzi, right, it wasn't supposed to be her last name. It was gonna be that god awful tank. 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 That's what you need to remove. <laughs> Not her last name. Cause Shotzi Blackheart is a fucking dope name. Yeah, yeah. 
Listen, I, I don't mind Shotzi too much. I mean, it is what it is. Am I surprised? No. I mean, God, yeah, and they, they do this all the time. Um, the Viking experience. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I remember that experience? That was quite the experience. Um, but yeah, I know it is. It's frustrating, man. It really is. And it's like you know, we love NXT, but it, it's like it's almost as if half the time nothing matters and things happen, and then once Vince wants them, forget about it. And, um, you know, I just I wish they would wrap up certain things and because uh, I just hate when things are left open like that. I mean, because it's, it's almost as if, like, why am I wasting my time watching this and investing my time into this if I'm not getting an ending to this? You know, uh, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm glad to see Tony Storm on the main roster. Finally, I'm glad to see Shotzi and Tegan Knox on the main roster. I yeah, really Shotzi, am. Shotzi looks like a star. I feel like yeah. her ceiling is a lot higher than Tegan Knox. I'm not saying that Tegan Knox can't succeed. I'm not saying that. But Shotzi just has that fucking superstar look. Yeah. She but has. you know what? Like, can we get, like, some women on Raw, too, on the Raw side? Like, you know, Come like. Come on, they- bro. You, you're not excited for Aaliyah showing up on Monday Night Raw? Ooh. Oh, Aaliyah, yeah. Oh, God. And Dewdrop? Forget about it, man. Top-notch women's division right there. I mean, Craig, I mean, why do we need three women on SmackDown? Why is Eva Marie still employed? Why is Eva Marie still no, no, employed? No, no. She, she got I hired did. after no. all those people got fired. She's undefeated, bro. God damn. The winner of the match, Eva Marie. She's undefeated. Hell yeah. No! Yeah, number one contender uh, to Rhea Ripley right there. Nobody is. No! Oh, don't even get me started with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, listen, I fully expect tonight Charlotte takes takes the title away from Rhea Ripley because Rhea Ripley means absolutely nothing. Who could even to, care? Who? Does Monday Night care? Raw? She means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, who, I mean, who could even care really at this point? I, I honestly don't even care. Like I said, tonight's Money in the Bank show. I'm expecting it to be a good show. I want to see the the ladder matches. Great. I want to see Roman and Edge. Great. Uh, rest of the card, uh, I. I don't care. All right, that's a good transition. Well, let's talk. Let's just focus on the money in the bank ma- uh, matches. All right, and then we'll wrap up. All right, let's start with the men's because I feel like this one is the most controversial one out of out of both of them, in my opinion. Um, we have Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Anyone but Drew McIntyre. If Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. gets yep. this briefcase, I fully expect. For him to get a John Cena Roman Reigns reaction, because I feel like yeah, right totally. now, the fan base and I love Drew, I like I love Drew, but he's been so oversaturated in the main event scene. For the rest of this year, he needs to stay away from the main event scene. Just have him in feuds. You could put him in multi man matches. You could put him. You could probably have him like in a multi man main event match, kind of like similar to what he's doing now. But he cannot win it because. You gotta, you gotta, you kind of gotta break them down to build them back up where people actually are invested and care about him. And I feel like right now the audience, they're tired of Drew, and even his promos just feel too forced now. It's like, dude, I love you, Drew, but I don't want to see you anymore. Like let let's let's get you away from the main event scene. And you know what? Everyone else on, on this match. I would not be mad about I would not be mad seeing Nakamura take the briefcase yep. or Ricochet or John Morrison, which we know he fucking deserves it. Uh, Riddle, I wouldn't be upset about. Big E, another guy that deserved it. Kevin Owens. Even Seth Rollins. If he used to win it again, I would not be upset about it. Anyone no, but Drew McIntyre. Uh, Ryan, what you, what's your thoughts on Drew in this just whole match? No, I'm with you. I feel the same exact way. And, um, you know, I don't know if they realize that. And it's it's pretty pathetic how we can both sit here on a podcast on a Sunday morning, and we know for a damn fact three, three. that if they keep pushing Drew the way they are, <laughs> he's going to get booed out of every freaking arena if, from here on out. If Drew gets that briefcase, 
and we get the announcement. And the winner of this match, and the new Mr. Money in the Bank, uh-huh. Drew McIntyre. This is what you're going to hear. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? You can't blame the audience. Because no, once no, again... No, I don't blame them. I, once again, that at my TV screen, too. Once again... <laughs> It's like he's like borderline, like he's not quite there, but he's borderline to the point where he's on that like Roman Reigns, John Cena level where it's like you don't want to even see him anymore. Do you remember? He's what, like right? not there yet, but he's almost there. You remember? Uh, I think it was in Philly, Rumble, thirtieth, Roman Reigns. That was like that was like the last straw. I think you know, like that's that was twenty fifteen, and even The Rock couldn't get. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Roman you rem- you remember that, right? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that is, it was bad. I'm not saying that he's as bad as Roman Reigns. He's but not there, but he could it's be, at, there. be there. It's, it's at that point. Yeah. You remember how many people were? Pissed. I was. I was at that show. I yeah. was at that show, and so they fabric yeah. and they fabricated that whole Royal Rumble, like Daniel Bryan getting eliminated early, and then Bray Wyatt got eliminated, and then I remember Dean Ambrose at the time when he got eliminated. It was like fuck, and then our last grace was Rusev. Everybody was like Rusev, Rusev, yeah. and then we got fucked. We got fucked, and yeah. it was so bad, bro. It was. It was. It was See, bad. That was my man. first. That was my first Royal Rumble show that I ever attended. My mom got me tickets for Christmas. Spent a shit ton of money. I was so excited, and I left depressed. You let? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I come home. How was the show? Oh, oh, it was great. It was. <laughs> I remember. I remember we had a snowstorm. It was like in the. It was like that that evening going to the next day. We had a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. And remember, Monday Night Raw got like canceled, and they canceled, they did the episode. Yeah. And they did the episode the from the roof. From the roof, and JBL was there, like hanging, like you know, like fucking reporting or whatever. I remember at the time I was dating this girl. And she was like, "So, are you after the after the pay per view? Because you're taking the day off. Uh, then the, you know, because I was off the next day from work. I requested off. She was like, are, are you gonna come over? I was like, No, I'm not coming over. There's a fucking snowstorm, and I'm kind of upset. Not upset, but I'm not really feeling too <laughs> uh, excited, and I'm not too happy with um, you know, with what I witnessed. What, right what now. I just experienced. What I, what I just experienced. Overall, I thought the show was great, but, you know, the ending was just not too good or whatever. She got so pissed off at me, but I could give two shits about it. I was just so... One, it was a snowstorm. I just wanted to stay home. And two, it was just like, I don't want to hang out with anyone. <laughs> hey, by the way, remember we have the delay. Iridian says, Mario, the tank is amazing. Uh, just Congratulations. Says, you played yourself. And yes, that's Leo. <laughs> I'm just answering people. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all oh. right. So I think we're all in agreement. We don't want to see Drew win this no. match. All right. No. Yo, I feel like this women's Money in the Bank match, um, not saying that they made the audience not care about it too much. But oh, like, no, no, no. Say that. Okay, say okay. That. But the fact that he just threw Natalia and Tamina in there with, not, with no reason like whatsoever. like, And I feel like for the most part, this whole match was kind of set up that way. Besides, like Nikki Cross and Alexa, oh, no, let me say Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, because you know, so n- no more Nikki Cross. But um, so stupid. I feel like besides Alexa Bliss and Nikki Ash getting, I think they qualified to be in the match. Everyone was just thrown in there. I mean, I'm not listen. I'm not hating on Zelina Vega just getting thrown in there. And you know what? For me, I, I'm going full Zelina Vega. I think she should win this. Um, I see. Wish Ryan. I had the button. I wish I had the. <laughs> no, I see. I no. no I'll, I'll, you no. know what? I'll get. I guess this Ryan's no. not approving this. But for me, Zelina Vega, I want her to win Money in the Bank. Um, if there's anybody else in there, 
I don't want to see Tamina win it. I don't want to see Natalia win it. Um, can we just have a tie? I don't want to see Oscar win it. So I would be cool with Naomi Liv, winning it. Live, live. You want to see Liv, Liv Morgan win it? Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. And I tweeted this out on Lucha Outsiders. By the way, go follow at Lucha Outsiders. I don't even know if you're not following by now. I don't know what the hell you're doing or waiting for. But anybody Congratulations. else, that, match, that's yourself. for the people not following Twitter. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anybody else wins this match other than Liv Morgan? We ride. I'm not. Li- okay, we're not. <laughs> we're not going to that extent. <laughs> well, you know what? I I, I won't be yes. mad with Liv Morgan winning. You're gonna be the only one breaking the window. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if okay, Ryan, if 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 Zelina, let me Vin- just explain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through it, Leo. Leo, throw throw the uh, throw the uh, the graphic. What graphic? Which one? Uh, on. Money in the Bank. Whoever's in the women's Money in the Bank, if you can Girl, find yeah, that. Yeah, pull up the. It should be on yeah, WWE's Instagram bank, or something, right? WWE. Come on, man. Uh, you don't. You don't I have want to go through each. I have to go eat through each one and give my thoughts on each one. Dude, that's um. Bank ladder women. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? <laughs> she never spoke like that again, right? Then she had a baby, and now she okay. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Bitch. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go through. I'll go through the list of people that I know who are okay. Like mm-hmm. uh, some of them you just mentioned. Tamina. <laughs> All right. For, first one on the right, tag team champ. All right. Come on, man. Tamina, bro. No. Natalia. La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. Nikki, almost superhero. <laughs> Alexa. Whatever you want to call her, bliss. <laughs> Asuka. Um. Naomi. Boo. Zelina. No! <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one that was fitting. That was good. That was good. Oh, uh, I, I the thing is, I just have nothing to say about any of them besides Liv Morgan. I, I really don't. I, I, I have nothing to why? say. You know, about hold on, Ryan. You know who has a lot to say about this match? Who? Let's hear it. If you actually think, if you actually think, I was just the right guy at the right place at the raw at the right time. Try it again. Try it again. Let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. Okay, bro. If you actually believe in your mind, Uh if you actually think that I was just the right gay guy. Whoa, whoa. you said gay on TV. (laughs) Try it again. (laughs) Oh, my God. And he was the face of wrestling for so many years. Listen, I missed the drops, bro. I just missed the fucking drops. I know. Listen, we, we, we're spending too much time on this because we missed it. Oh, all right. Okay, so you're going with Liv. Listen, I'm not mad with Liv Morgan being a pick. I'm not mad with Liv Morgan being a pick. I'm cool with Liv Morgan. My girl, winning. baby. Let's go, On Liv. a scale of 1 to 10, Ryan Mutterman, Liv Morgan. But I also got to be honest. He's got to give it a number. I think Zelina Vega can make this briefcase I think, work. I think Zelina. Mm. I'm going with Zelina, what bro. If, what am I giving a number on? Uh, on Morgan, Liv Morgan. What are her chances? What? Like her, her winning chances it. of winning? Yeah. Oh. Um, if I'm being realistic. Realistic. Oh boy. Probably a, a four. A four. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I just don't have confidence. I don't know. I just don't have. I feel like they do something stupid and put it on. You the know what? Okay. Or okay. Put it on Bliss. Okay. Okay. On, okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. This is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. Okay. Because we're we're kind of having fun with this match. Because credit to WWE, they have made us not give a fuck about this match whatsoever. Dude, I, I and you know what? This is a comedy. Thing and you know what? This match is probably gonna be good. Okay. This match is probably gonna so. be good. But they, WWE has done no favors by us giving a fuck about this no. match. So. If I'm going with my fandom, right, I would love to see Zelina Vega take this, all right? Mm -hmm. But if I have to be realistic, I think Alexa Bliss is going to fucking take it. That's what I'm saying. No! Yeah. Listen, they're going to do something stupid. They're going to give it to somebody who does not need it. They're going to do some stupid magic magic acts with, with Alexa Bliss with this briefcase, right? Maybe she'll go invisible, right? And all of a sudden, we'll, we'll get like Rhea Ripley, like just getting rolled up by an, an invisible person, like the Invisible Man at TCW shows. Oh my god! And all god. of a sudden, we'll, we'll like hear somebody say, "A, a new champion." It's going to be Alexa Bliss through magic, and then we're just going to see her. The lights are going to go out. Come back with the championship, right? We're, we're going to get some stupid thing like that, or we're going to get Nikki, Nikki the superhero, flying through the oh. air with some CGI. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a super. Trying to, trying to roll up Rhea Ripley out of nowhere. Oh God. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Im Im Put it on Liv Morgan, Im please. Give, give, give it to, give it to Liv Morgan. Let's go, Zelina Vega. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Um, well, listen. Like I said, WWE has gave done no favors for us to give a shit about this match, but I sh I'm sure this match is going to be exciting. It should be good. All right. Hope so. Let's hope. All right, dude. That's it. That's it. We're done with the show, man. Um, that's it. We're done? Ryan, huh. uh, okay, so some house cleaning news. There will be no show next week. No. No show next week. Uh. Yes, after a two-week break, we're taking another week off. All right, <laughs> listen, it's the summertime. Just be happy that we're back as, show, a, as a collective unit. All right, yeah. we're back. The collective. Um, hopefully, in two weeks, we'll be back again, and we'll you know not have the non-existing Leo, but who knows? You know, Leo's a very busy guy. I come back from time to time. <laughs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> Ryan, what's going on? Um, and uh, what's going on with you? Uh, give me your plugs and at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter at Royal underscore Ramble underscore Wrestling on Instagram. I guess I'll plug the Wrestle Radar, even though it's been really MIA. Hey uh, man, but listen, we'll be doing GCW next week. Who knows? Yes, yeah, so maybe I'll revive GCW. it with some content on there. Uh, so at Wrestle Radar on um, at the Wrestle Radar on Twitter and on Instagram. And then on YouTube, too. Uh, who knows? Honestly, we haven't vlogged in a while. So maybe we'll, we'll throw up a vlog on there. Got maybe. some good content on there. If you haven't been following, maybe go you guys back could do a, co some a collab of, uh, with Mario. Over the years. Dale. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's that's all I got. Leo. Dale. What's your old plug? What's your plugs in? What is my old plug? Old really? plugs in. Oh yeah, I, 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 I wanted to call you the wow. old man, but I refrained wow. from calling you, and I said old plugs. Wow. <laughs> what's your What's your plugs in? Old man Leo. Radio .com. I've been telling you, mother flowers, to go follow it. Uh, we've been growing <laughs> like crazy. Old plugs. God damn it. And, and the worst part is I am bald, so like old plugs. You know that's what people used to do back in my day when you know. Anyway. Um, you guys can also go to losradio.com where you can go ahead now at this exact moment and you can go and take a lucha break. If you want to go ahead like Kenny Omega, Kenny has been working a lot lately, so he actually needs a little lucha break. So if you need it, it's different colors. You guys could buy a shirt there. Anyway, losradio.com. Cool. Dale. All right. Uh, first, let me thank Ryan and Leo. Uh, thank you guys for doing this show. It was a nice little escape from reality. You are welcome. <laughs> <Sorry>. There's a... Uh, <laughs> 
like I've been saying, there's a lot of stuff going on with me. Um, but it was a nice yes. little, it's a nice little uh, distraction. So I had fun. It was a lot of laughs. Okay. Like I said, next week there will be no show. But um, Ryan and I will be attending GCW. Also, uh, Ryan's brother, Nick. And, yeah, so if you see us, you know, we'll probably be putting a lot of stuff out on IG and also Twitter because Ryan will be there. Ryan will be at the, there at the show. So yeah, yeah. make yeah, sure. no excuses. So. Right. So yeah. make sure you follow us at all <laughs> social media platforms if you want to stay tuned with everything going on to with GCW. Big main event, Matt Cardona challenging Nick Gage for that GCW World Championship. I believe Matt Cardona is going to die. Um, yes, he will. Next Saturday. Yes. So it should be fun. It should be a fun weekend. Also, follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and if you care to follow me at RadarSys87, I don't really post much stuff on there. Occasionally, I'll post something on there like the return, the possible return of Penta in the near future. We so. will make it back and we will enjoy him. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I, Ryan got wow. so passionate when it comes yeah, to this yeah. Liv Morgan yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Listen, my girl, I've been waiting for her to break out for quite some time now. I'm mm. pretty high on her. So, uh, I love, I, I do, I, I do have love for Liv Morgan. I think, yeah. I think I, the only thing that I think Liv Morgan um, slacks on just a little bit, and it's not even her in ring stuff. I feel like her promos at times don't sound too believable for me. Uh, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree there. Uh-huh. I don't think she's a great promo uh-huh. necessarily. Uh-huh. Um, that's the only thing. Uh-huh. That's a disconnect for me and Liv Morgan. But I do. I, hey, I, if she wins tonight, I'm happy, bro. I'm happy. I, I, I hope she does. Listen, if not now, when? Right, 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 right. Tomorrow. But then, but then again. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why when you, then, know, you know told me to throw out a realistic possibility, right? It's, it's probably gonna be Alexa on. Bliss. It's, it's yeah, gonna be, be it's gonna be the other blonde, the other short blonde. Yeah, right. Right. What the hell? You hear me? You're having too much fun with this. They're probably gonna think like this is a loop, and they're like, "What the fuck is this? What am I listening to?" Ah, yeah, yeah. In the back. No, but I'm I'm glad we did the show today, guys. I know that we haven't seen each other in a while. I've just been really busy. Mario knows. Ryan knows. Now you guys know. Uh, but no, it's it's always good to catch up in wrestling. And you actually made me watch Slammiversary. All I'm right. Myself. <laughs> For the old man Leo that has a new gimmick toy. Yeah. For our Double Ryan Radar. I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time. Keep it Rated R and stay too sweet. <laughs>